everybody, and welcome to episode 407 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you live, semi-live, from the Justin Allen Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Who else is joining me? Uh, wow. Uh, happy with some news, not with others, Chris Antista. <laughs> and yet another anime person with a sword, Matthew Allen. <laughs> And joining us for the first time ever, special guest... Dodgeball God, Emmett Watkins Jr. What's up, y'all? <laughs> uh, that probably idea. requires an explanation. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, long story short, y'all saw the Nintendo Direct. I'm really hyped for Knockout Club, or Knockout oh, yeah. City, I think. Oh, so. yeah. Knockout City. Yeah. I, I love Dodgeball, like so cool. the uh, fact they're making a game about it, I'm excited. Though. Dodgeball is one of the few... Have I, guys, gym- have I ever told you guys my Dodgeball story, other than working on the movie? No. Like, my the one of the most fun things? So... Uh, k-rock in los angeles is a radio station that, that plays alternative music they have this thing every year called the weenie roast uh it used to be at what was known as irvine meadows anyway it's a big big summer music festival i had to work it for dodgeball as a dodgeball referee so it was me and drunk orange county frat boys playing competitive dodgeball against each other for an entire afternoon at a music festival Oh my God. Things, things, nothing went wrong at all <laughs> during that time, I'm sure. But you can you catch the bullet in your hands, Matt? <laughs> People throwing wrenches Boy, at you. The movie wasn't popular yet. We actually have a promo item in my tool chest right now that I still use. We have a wrench. A dodgeball wrench? You, that is <laughs> wrench. with, with, with wow. dodgeball printed on it. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Emmett, before we move on, uh, yeah. where can people hear or see more of you? Uh, if you want to hear and see more of me, you can find me on Twitter, of course. EJSpun61 is the handle there. Uh, and that's pretty much my handle anywhere. Or you can see the work that I do over at VGU.TV. That is the site. That is the podcast. Everything else. So, yeah, those are the places. Yeah. What's the uh, the sixty one? I mean, I have to ask. That was my football number growing up. Really? Okay. Actually, yes. I stalked you, so it's your football. No, no I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> perfect. I knew. Nah, it. It's long a story short, with a very short person. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just minus eight centimeters or whatever. Someone is planking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, way back in the day when I was like in middle school or something, and I had to make my first email address. I was like, "What's my screen name gonna be?" Oh, and so I thought EJ Spun six one one, like a little jingle. And then they someone already took six one one, so I just dropped the extra one, and here I am. Oh, <laughs> someone had it. taken EJ Spun six one one. Yeah, what? I don't know. Someone was going off in two thousand four. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I misread oh, it and thought it was like SpongeBob's Spanish name, like Bob Esponja. <laughs> El, El I mean, Sponge. I do like SpongeBob. That is why I have that name. Sure. But right, like, right, you know, right. someone took the Chris, real name. So here I am. I was thinking of your of your 69 thing, Chris. And actually what the 61 would be is one, only one person participating. The other one's just kind of standoffish. Just, I, I think that's just or, or very thin. Like one of them has right, an eating right. disorder. It's just a woman yeah. at a stripper pole. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's very accurate. <laughs> Just a Pixar or a man, a we're equal opportunity stripper right. pole people around Do here. Men or Pixar dad mom. on the pole. Do men use the pole? I mean, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've seen a couple male strippers; they never use the pole. They, they <laughs> I mean, if when you're you stripping, pole, a pole's right? involved in it somewhere anyway. Mm-hmm. So, otherwise, <laughs> what's a bit the of a point? That's no fun. A pole's a bit of a metaphor, so I guess maybe a certain kind of male stripping. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but, maybe if he mm-hmm. comes out dressed as a firefighter, uh, right? Or yes. as I proposed for one of our E3 panels, Kratos. I wanted Kratos to come out, be really mad, tear off his clothes, and strip. <laughs> this. 
This was rejected. Imagining him on a pole, that would. This be was great. rejected five times, but like that's how like that's how much it wasn't rejected because <laughs> we, we could afford to do this. <laughs> I'm still thinking of Kratos in full cosplay, just putting his hand out, and a stripper pole comes to it. <laughs> Give me all your ones, boy. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> oh boy, it's it's better than all I can think of, which is a stripper Ghostbuster sliding down the oh, pole. Goodness. Which I don't know. I'm I don't sure know how that's that been done. In there. I'm 100 percent sure it's been. It'd done. be like the end of the first movie. Just a lot. I'm not gonna make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right, it's gonna be a fun show. We've got Nintendo Direct news. We've also got a game coming out this week that is coming out on Friday. We're recording this on Wednesday, so of course we can't play it. Persona 5 Strikers purports to be a sequel, or at least a narrative sequel, to Persona 5, and yet it is not an RPG, it's a Musou game. Oh, I was hoping, and, I was hoping huh. soccer. <laughs> yeah, a, a Musou game like Dynasty Warriors, and I thought it might be fun to take a look at five other games that uh, they were sequels, and they completely not only changed up the gameplay, but changed the genre. And they not only did it for themselves, they did it for other games going forward. So, like, Zelda 2, I don't think that really has any classification as a genre, but it's sort of a standalone <laughs> thing. Zelda went back to what it had been originally afterward. Uh, these are not those. They they all just changed everything going forward. And and yeah, that's the other caveat, is these can't be spin-offs. They have yes. to be true sequels mm-hmm. in, the, in the series. No Baldur's Gate Dark Alliances. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> the series had to continue to progress down this path. Mm, did I not get it, my surprise entry in there with the tennis game? No. Sadly. Oh, I, I see. I opted for Mario Tennis uh, Game Boy Color, a good one. which you play. Huh. You play as just human beings in the world of Mario uh, in a ten- overworld laden tennis RPG. It's amazing. Uh, that's why that actually I, like, sounds interesting. I, it, it it does. Just just I want you to know why two forty year old people over Facebook Messenger high fived over Mario Golf because the the announcement <laughs> of Mario Golf this week because it did the same thing with Mario Golf too. It was it's like an RPG where you meet people in the Mushroom Kingdom and you gain powers uh, through walking <laughs> wow. around and talking to people. It's awesome, but the, the series didn't go forward with that. It kept some RPG elements, but like you always play as Mario characters after hmm. that. Yeah, yeah fair and, enough. And, and you'd also brought up uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, Emmett, which I, I seriously wait mm-hmm. because it's one of those things like, well, the last three yeah. games have arguably been RPGs, but at the same time, it's like, well, you're still climbing around on things, you're still parkouring, you're still fighting. Yeah. So I think it's it's it feels more close like enough. an evolution than like a whole new genre. Yeah, I, think, I think we just both all wanted to mm-hmm. tip our... I, just that like, yes, yeah, there's a, a place where Assassin's Creed changed, and I mark that. When I saw Doctor Doom playing it with his eyeballs um, while drinking Orange Crush in the Fantastic Four movie, everyone wants to remember doesn't exist. Doesn't, pretends <laughs> doesn't exist, but they was playing that that Syndicate game, and that was kind of the last uh, I'm running around in a city games. The rest of them were like way further in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd argue that's the best running around the city AC that we ever got. Syndicate. Syndicate's amazing. Yeah, right Syndicate is very good. Oh, was yeah. Thank God had. we're with some real ones who know that. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, we're going to get into these five right after this. 
Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the Laser Time Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash laser time. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. Not drunk, but I'm always confused how many times did I talk about Mega Man 3? And how many times have I said, I think Mega Man 3 is actually the best Mega Man of the age. I agree. Yeah, yeah. hard to agree. Yeah. 2 was my first Mega Man game. It is near flawless. It is wonderful, but the level designs and the boss designs and the music is like, just kick it all up. It's beyond nostalgia for me with Mega Man 3. I love Mega Man 3. 3 also no. had, had Rush and Proto Man. Those were, those it did, were yeah. It had, that's, that's another thing. It had Rush. It, like instead of just one, two, three, you have this anthropomorphic, beautiful pink dog. And not um, to mention the first LGBTQ uh, Mega Man boss, Top Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at Patreon.com/LaserTime in exchange for just five bucks, and you'll support. All of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right, guys? Yeah. And we're back to talk about what? Genre bending sequels. I don't, yes. I don't know. Five, five places to pee on Rush Limbaugh's grave. <laughs> <laughs> number five. The, number five, number the feet. Five. <laughs> the grave itself. Uh, number five, the feet. <laughs> I like that. You got to go with the head. That's the number one. That's, all right. Yeah, uh, I feel you. Here we go. Video games. <laughs> Tucko's troops have overtaken us. Brother, leave them to us. Do not worry. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, we okay. couldn't talk base this on a game turning into a Musou game without talking about the origin of Musou games. Oh. Yeah, we, Dynasty Warriors 2. Yeah. Dynasty Warriors Dynasty Warriors 2. Dynasty, two. yep. The, oh, the best wait, wait, wait. tech demo on PS2 at launch. This one, you know, what's funny is like when they celebrate the anniversary of the Dynasty Warriors franchise, they celebrate the release date of two because that is mm. they they've now kind of retconned out like one's existence. Like, eh, it's a. It's we were, a we were different talking about that today. Together. I was walking in a Target the other day, and there's a Mario 35th anniversary kiosk, and like, Mario Mario's 40. What is yeah. what is, like yeah. what, what are you talking yeah, about? I play Donkey Kong every day. I do, Emmett, by the way, on, on oh, main cabinet. Oh wow. It's it's There's came out it's he's forty years old and like do you mean Super Mario Brothers? Because even that is like what is thirty five? It's like it's like Metal Gear without the solid, you know. Some you people go. are just like, oh, those other games happen. Eh, we yeah, started to PS. He was in a bunch of Game and <laughs> Watch games for another half a decade. We don't consider all those. Yeah. Mario isn't born yet. He, he was Jumpman back then. He wasn't really Mario. Oh, you, Mario Brothers. <laughs> this is generation not- Jumpman is uh, Michael Jordan. So. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, honestly, either that or Drake. The original, the original yes. Dynasty Warriors, which people it just kind of came and went. It had some memorable magazine ends, and that's about it. But it sounded like this. Is that a... 
Is that a man fighting his own hurt horse? Perfect. <laughs> as well be perfect. Why? Yeah. Why is there infomercial music playing in the background of that fighting? I, I yeah, I feel I like he's telling me diarrhea will happen. If yes, take this like Tim long. and Eric are about to sell me discount prices. <laughs> yeah, here's all the side effects. Do not take Dynasty Warriors if you are pregnant, nursing, or alive. Uh, <laughs> or alive. Yeah. Um, oh, so boy. the original was like a one-on-one fighting game, kind of like Soul Edge. Uh, Dude, I forgot was, all about this. Oh, it was God. based loosely on. Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which had been a successful strategy series before then. And right. uh, in Japan, it was known as Sangoku Muso, or Three Kingdoms Unrivaled. And then uh, Dynasty Warriors 2, in Japan, I, I struggled with this one a little bit because in Japan it's technically a spin off because that's Shin Sangoku Muso. So it's like true Dynasty Warriors Unrivaled. Uh, Is that where we get the term Musa? Or just the, the <laughs> true, true, sorry, True Three Kingdoms Unrivaled. I'm getting confused. But, but, but did they continue the fighting games in Japan nope. very long after this? Okay, well then this counts. Yeah, this no, totally it, counts. It, they, it, went from, it went from the one-on-one fighter to the big brawler, which I remember having a lot more troops, but like now looking at it, it's just like, oh yeah, it's just like fighting like maybe five guys on screen at a time. But it felt it like felt a lot. It felt like thousands. Yeah, it felt like yeah. huge crowds. These games always, to me, felt like tech demos a lot it, of the time. Totally I'm like, how yeah. many polygons can we fit on the screen? It's why they're usually launch games. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, true. Mm-hmm. Wasn't uh, the second one was a PS2 launch title, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. That I mean, sense. I remember it's... it was one of the first games I saw in like a PS2 demo kiosk, and, and being like, Gun- Gundam Dynasty Warriors was a launch PS3 game. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Gundam Dynasty Warriors. That yeah, might actually yeah. slap. I should look into that. Oh, yeah. They've, <laughs> they've sure been throwing IP at the Dynasty Warriors thing for a long time yeah. now. I know. They, threw, they put Nintendo characters there. I'm almost interested. I'm, I'm almost there. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the Breath of the Wild one uh, that they just put out is not bad. I, I like that's Well, given today's news, I'm like, I can either restart Breath of the Wild or play uh, Age, of Cal- Age of Calamity. Is that what it's called? Age of Calamity. Yeah. yeah. Get that season pass. Uh, get it mm-hmm. rocking. Yeah, I like. I love. I very rarely am interested in a prequel, but I I know what the Dynasty Warriors games are. It's just uh, with that shell, I wasn't interested till Gundam because I like. I don't care about feudal Japan as much as I might like some of these other properties. But <laughs> can't I, blame you. Yeah, I didn't. I did. I actually. I I know I remembered this because this, this. I guess this came about when fighting games were huge. Or polyg- was it a polygonal fighting game? The first yes. one? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was 3D. Yeah. Wow. It's giving me Soul Calibur vibes since they all got weapons, it looks like. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually shocked, Chris, that you're not a fan of these because you're such a big fan of beat-em-ups and yeah. like belt scrollers. I, I've had a ton of fun so with them. So am I, but there's there's just something oddly bland about these that doesn't, doesn't hit with me. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing about it for me, where I play a lot of character action games like this where I'm just beating up a million people, Devil May Cry, God of War, mm-hmm. take your pick. But like everyone having the same not back animation every time yeah. and every combo doing <laughs> the, the same, same stuff. Uh, yeah, it's like I, killing a million people is cool and all, but I'd like for them to fall slightly differently. Yeah, <laughs> that for that you're gonna have to become a preacher and you'll have to blow the devil's air on people and watch them all oh fall back in different animations. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh this like uh. I, like if this was a twenty dollar game, I think that would change everything. Because like I'm a big fan of EDF, and EDF is generally like twenty dollars yeah. less yeah. than a yeah. normal new game that is trying to break the boundaries of technology in some way. But <laughs> but there is something to be said for there is like an odd satisfaction of just like mowing down wave uh, after yeah. wave mm-hmm. of enemies yeah, and seeing sure. them fall before you. Like 
but it does get repetitive fairly quickly. So that's that's why yeah. I've never like really gone in for the Muso formula. I'm like, eh, yeah. I just need a demo. Like just just I'll play the Age of Calamity demo, and that okay, yeah. I've seen what exactly. I need to I mean, see. Here. Dynasty Warriors three pulled me, and it's like it's got elephants. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but I, I got was... an elephant like I'm a uh, oh Tony Jaa. Like, <laughs> wait, no, that was a wrestler in a Tony Jaa movie. He knocked out an elephant. The oh, Protector, man. ladies and gentlemen. It's a great scene. Um, <laughs> I got to watch that. I was I was kind of surprised looking into this, saying, okay, like, so these are based on, like, a single novel, which is usually known as Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Um, mm-hmm. What? How do they keep getting fresh stories out of this? And I found out, re- looking into it, they do not. It is the same oh. story every time. It's kind of like if yeah. they just made a game oh, about Robin what? Hood. And and what's new yeah. is like the gameplay and the characters and the stages, but it's it's they, always it's, roughly the same. That's always Incredible. been my impression. It's very much like Nobunaga's ambition. Like that's telling the same story yeah. every single time. But they just the, the tech gets upgraded. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And but, and not only that, but there's there's almost always three games per for each entry. So there's the original. Then later on, there's Extreme Legends, which is like the standalone expansion version. Like we we added some new characters and some new side stories and stages, stuff like that. And then there's Empires, which is we don't care about the story. You create a character and there's like a strategic element where you are conquering China on your own terms. Like that's interesting. I should care more about demos. Because I I played the demo for, I think, Dynasty Warriors 5 or 6 on PSP a lot. Because that was, like, one of the only things I had for PSP. And none of this was in there. I thought thought it was literally the same story every time. But, like, there's, like, multiple variants of each entry. That just sounds... Mm borderline sadistic <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, uh, well even today i was asking michael I, uh, in in the direct they announced the samurai warriors title i'm like remind me the difference between samurai warriors and dynasty warriors no again. i said one has samurai and the other has dynasties that's pretty much it. it. In all of them, you do Dynasty. I can tell you. Well, that. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming one is Chinese characters and one's yes, Japanese. Di- Dynasty Warriors is Chinese. Uh, Samurai Warriors is Japanese. They're both made by a Japanese company, though. It's just a, that that novel and the period where it takes place in Chinese well, history are it, very popular in Japan. You should say it's it's Koei, and before Koei yes. was Tecmo Koei, this was. This was why anybody would want to merge with them. This is so huge in yeah. Japan. It's their most successful they, franchise. Yep. It says sure. on the wiki they've sold together more than 20 million copies, which doesn't sound like a lot considering oh. there's nine mainline entries with three versions each and spinoffs and licenses. Uh, but, but 20 million is nothing to sneeze at. And I know when I was on a train yeah, in Tokyo, yeah. there was a ton of advertisements for different variations on this game. Yeah, it's, it's a lot for kind of a more niche Japanese franchise you know like 20 million over time sure yeah. okay but it makes sense it's great if you want to just wade into a huge crowd beat up a bunch of dudes run to next point before time limit elapses beat up more dudes and i uh, hear great cutscene dialogue like this the time for change is upon us the time of the blue dragon is over then all who believe wear my symbol upon their heads let them fight by my side the yellow is oh no, uh, the yellow turban rebellion. <laughs> uh, that guy's a cop. That oh, guy's Lord. a cop. Do not trust him. He does not. He does not want the rebellion to happen. Uh-uh. Is that oh, what boy. it sounds like when Kermit the Frog leads like a military charge? Yes. <laughs> to my me, God. my arms. To me. <laughs> <laughs> <There it is. laughs> 
Goodness uh, gracious. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, it, 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 this is probably the the biggest example of um, of this happening, of a genre just sort of taking over and completely changing the direction you, of a franchise. Can you settle, like, it. where's the Muso? We call the Muso games. Mm-hmm. What? It's part of that original name he read off. Yeah. It, yeah. I believe it yeah, means unrivaled. Unrivaled. So, unrivaled. So we're talking about the unrivaled, the unrivaled genre. Yeah, the unrivaled <laughs> Why do we talk about any other genre? I don't know. It's unrivaled. There, it shouldn't be any other games. I mean, I don't know if anybody wants to be rivals in this specific arena. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to be the. I want to be the slaughtered samurai. Let me play as the. <laughs> let me play as one of the thousand people who gets slaughtered in the first level. Yeah. One of the. I mean, they've done so many of these. One of these in English has got to have been named Dynasty Warrior Rivals at this point, right? Like the unrivaled rivals game. I, I mean, they honestly, to, they just need to get the barnyard uh, IP from Nickelodeon to name it. <laughs> They can really make a Muso game. He saw that coming. Thank you. He I, saw that no, coming. I, didn't, I just I didn't expect that coming. That's why I got such a laugh. A barnyard series. Oh, let's hope yeah, Chris man. Wardwick's available. And Recording here at Muso and Frank's. Thanks for the ribs, guys. Anyway, oh God. Here we go. Number four. Don't cry in front of the samurai. I don't even know if they serve ribs at Muso and Frank's. I just naturally assume. Weird sound balance on that one. Lots of screaming and screaming in German. Lots of doors unlatching. This is this is Wolfenstein 3D. Yes. Which again, yeah, they, they redefined Wolfenstein to a point like I don't know. Maybe maybe some of you out there listened uh, a few episodes ago when we talked about games that uh, turned 20 this year versus games that were 20 20 years ago. And looking at that gap in technology. So the original Wolfenstein, or the original Castle Wolfenstein, I should say, is 40 years old this year. And once again, sounded absolutely terrible. Dog show. Oh my god. Show. The finest voice samples that were possible on the Apple II without a modification yeah, at the yeah. time. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know these existed. These these were. Well, I think Wolfenstein stealth action games. Yeah, Wolfenstein yeah. 3D is not just the the name of what they do. It's the third game, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and it was after it took it over from Muse Software, which did the first two. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you, it's funny we mentioned Metal Gear earlier. It's, it's kind of like what Metal Gear went from being mm-hmm. into being more, you know, fully 3D with uh, with Solid. Yeah. But like, when you look at these games, they look like really, really crude early versions of like what Metal Gear was, yes. which is the, the original around. Two games were very much the proto Metal Gear. You snuck around, you tried to find disguises to slip past guards, you were hiding from them, you could shoot them. Some of them were armored though, so that didn't always work. Um, but to say that it's like the jump from Metal Gear to Metal Gear Solid is sort of it, it would be more like if it jumped from Metal Gear to Metal Gear Rising. Because, like, 3D oh, yeah. just does away with the stealth stuff. It is pure action. You are a gun floating in the middle of a screen, and you point <laughs> yourself at guards and shoot them. <laughs> like, that is the point of <laughs> Wolfenstein. There's not much else to it. You find keys, you find treasure, but ultimately it's about shoot, guard, find, exit. Yeah. The Which is time... funny because the reboots, oh, the reboots added stealth back in. Like, if you think of, like, yeah. the recent... Yes. 
wave of Wolfenstein, though they're they're pretty heavy stealth. Although they do give you that option of always like, all right, you've been detected. You better go dual shotguns and shoot everybody mm-hmm. right now. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm a major fan of the like new Wolfenstein games. I've actually played. Oh, yeah. It's funny enough. I never played anything Wolfenstein until like the 2008 Activision reboot from Raven Software. Oh, oh yeah, that was that's, that's that the game's one amazing. Most yeah. people didn't play. We yeah. stand for that game on this podcast. Yeah. That game's it, hell it yeah, man. Good. I love that game. Yeah, and also I, I love the machine game ones even more. So yeah, it's really crazy to see that it all started from like a weird stealth game. Yeah. But you know, they did eventually bring those roots back yeah, in the like, machine games. Like ones, a stealth but, yeah. game that nobody remembers and they and then like we're gonna go yeah. over here real quick and pioneer an entire it's it's not even fair to call first person a genre. <laughs> Cause it's not. Like first person <laughs> Is, is there's a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah, is Call of Duty and Gone Home the same genre? It's just like a, an <laughs> yes. entire, an entirely new way of thinking about games, and then leaving those two in the dust. And can you imagine if someone's like, "We're bringing Wolfenstein back to its roots," <laughs> and would and bother referencing the first two? Everyone would think they were fucking nuts. I mean, it's low key kind of like The Witcher in that scenario, where it's like, "Hey, I made these books. People like them, but you know, they're the books." And then they make these games, and they blow up. And next thing you know, Henry Cavill's playing your character. So it's like, <laughs> you know, yep. success overnight in a completely different context than you would have thought. The next yep. thing you know, yep. a hacker's holding your code hostage. Um, oh boy, well, it's <laughs> a mark the, uh... of success. No one's done that with our podcast. <laughs> That's true. I think he got a lot more money for the TV show than he did for those games, right? The The Witcher guy. Yeah. He, uh, oh, probably, yeah, because yeah, he renegotiated everything. Because yeah. when yeah. he sold his yeah. CD Projekt Red, he was like, "No one gives a shit about you." It's fine. Oh, wait, they bought him. Oh, it's on Switch. Oh, god, yeah. this will <laughs> so, help me sell more books. Yeah. <laughs> Surely, <laughs> and that also is not even the first Witcher TV series. There was right. one produced in Poland like years ago that I've never seen, but I've seen pictures of, and it looked cheap as hell. Uh, yeah, that's that's imagine. like the Yakuza live action movie that we don't talk about, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those, those didn't exist. You know they're probably going to make a new one of those, right? Because I saw him in that Sega logo when I saw Sonic. Like they have to make another one. I, I a from, good from one. your lips to God's ears, my friend. Your lips to God's ears. I mean, give, whole... give it another like five years when Yakuza series is really like the toppest tier. Isn't everybody in those games like playing five versions years. of themselves? It's... I mean, yes, those games are great. Everyone loves them, but not like everyone knows what they are yet. Oh, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. they're on they're, like they're... halfway of Sonic level, then we can talk I about it. The, there was a news story this week. I don't know if you got it, man, that um, um, Sega was talking about the the boost of Game Pass. That, um, no, I didn't and see And it was that. about Two Point Hospital. And it's like, yeah, th- three. we're at three million users now because of Game Pass, where we wouldn't have been like, we were an obscure hospital sim. But putting it out for free on Game Pass, like, we are compensated, but, like, there is no compensation for what we... Getting three million new people into our game, that's insane. Like, people are aware of our brand. It and, it gives me hope that we're finally going to get, like, uh, Yakuza Dead Souls uh, over here, no, like, re-release. you don't want that. You don't want that. You think that you want that. The Samurai games, the Samurai spinoff games, I do want those. Oh, yeah. Dead Souls huh. is different. I gave Dead Souls a shot, and it's like, oh, this is just bad. <laughs> it's not good but, at all. But to bring it back to, to Wolfenstein, they think, aren't these games now available on Game Pass as well because of the Bethesda acquisition? They, if I don't they're think not they, already, they will be They will soon. be. They, because they, they didn't yeah. do a big giant Bethesda dump, but like both the Doom games kind of slowly arrived there after the announcement, and I think everything's 
short. I, I know Youngblood was. I played mm-hmm. Youngblood on Game Pass. That was God bless. Which Youngblood. is which is not to be overlooked. <laughs> Youngblood was Youngblood was fine. I liked I liked yeah. it quite a bit. It, it it's worth it for the story alone, but yeah. like. You know, I don't really want too much destiny in my Wolfenstein. <laughs> the sisters were funny, though. The yeah. sisters they were, were really great. Funny. I love the sisters, and I'm I'm very excited with the implications of that game mean for the third proper Wolfenstein. But you know, sure. that's besides yeah. the point. Yeah. <laughs> also, with the original Wolfenstein 3D gave us one of the best Hitler deaths ever. <laughs> because remember all of uh western the western world was denied seeing hitler's death and up until there wasn't inglorious bastards this is the only place mm-hmm. you could get it yeah wolfenstein yeah. kill hitler. very psychologically important that we see yeah. hitler die <laughs> over and over and over again it's not the same and, when germany makes a movie called downfall and we only use it to describe disappointment of game delays um, <laughs> <laughs> that is the real That's story so of hitler and we've ruined it <laughs> and you know what that's another reason i'm excited for this last wolfenstein game when they wrap it up because you know they're gonna especially based off of wolfenstein 2 they're gonna kill hitler in some horrible miraculous way and i can't wait for it i, I hope so yeah. being immediately shot for kicking him in the face in in the last one wasn't quite <laughs> satisfying oh, i mean boy. they're like humiliating him more than killing him they're, they're, he's just like urinating all over the place now mm-hmm. it's weird it's like watching an old dog or something yeah, it's like yeah, man exactly. yeah just lose his mind in public mm-hmm. yeah come on bj put this that. guy out of his misery please oh. <laughs> someone who watches inglorious bastards every three months i cannot start feeling bad for hitler I just I just yeah. like oh. that he's he's like a more murderous Howard Hughes or something, just like shuffling around in his pajamas, yeah. pissing nine, in a nice nine, bucket. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, moving on. What are we at now? Number three. Yes, that sounds right. War. War never changes. I thought he was gonna change it. <laughs> Since the dawn of humankind. When our ancestors first discovered the killing power of rock and bone, blood has been spilled in the name of everything from God to justice to simple psychotic rage. Except it does change because (laughs) it goes from a turn-based RPG to a first-person action game. Yeah, Fallout, baby. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say action game. It's it's a first person action action RPG. RPG. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can play it like a first person sure. shooter if if you want to just be that lame, <laughs> or you can you can activate vats to uh, score big damage hits on heads and arms and things. Oh hell! Is yeah, there anything man. more cliche than war never changes? Other than maybe we live in a society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have to point out we literally got a trailer with that line this past yeah. weekend. Uh, I just remembered that. I forgot that even happened. <laughs> this week's been packed with yeah, stuff. Really yeah, this week has been packed with with nonsense. If we can forget something like that, <laughs> we live in a society where we got a trailer yeah. where someone said we live in a society. Uh, I guess I'm too busy living in a society to remember that there was a trailer <laughs> with someone said <laughs> we live in a society oh, oh boy but, this but is, yeah but the fallout is, games are quite society drastic it's like uh... here's here's my my scorcher of an admission i might okay. have spent more time playing old fallout than bethesda fallout gas that shocks me i mean, I, I respect it I, I i didn't like it it just was something i had and, <laughs> you're and, allowed and, to I like despise it we're fallout not gonna yell it, no but... no I, I i'm one of those people like I don't get something about Fallout. It does not appeal to me. I have not been able to get into the series, mm. but it is a, a drastic makeover. And I do, but what I do remember is knowing the previous games. 
uh, and there weren't that many. Like there was one and two and some a bunch of variants. And Brotherhood of Steel, and, which was like yeah. a turn more of a tactical. Yeah, and, and and like those people. There's another were one fucking, I'm forgetting, but I'm going to Google it. Keep talking. Yeah, those people <laughs> were fucking pissed when they saw like another FPS. Fuck, you're missing the whole yeah. point of Fallout. And like, I I just remember talking to people in our forums, just like it's probably not going to be. It's not going to be what you remember Fallout as, but it's not going to be an FPS. It's okay. it, no. it, it's probably it, not going to yeah. be an FPS. That's that's if you want to play what you remember as Fallout, you play the Wasteland series now because that yeah, kind of exactly. was the spinoff. Kind of, and a yeah. lot of people like three for Wasteland. And, and yeah. Like I never thought of it like lumped in with Wolfenstein. That's something where like fans of Fallout would hate the original Fallout games. Well, mm. fans of yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, I fall into that disease. category because I I am one who I started Fallout with Fallout three and then went on to New Vegas four, so on and so forth, mm. and. I haven't specifically tried to get into the original Fallout 1 and 2 because, quite honestly, that's just... I, I have a respect for old games, but there's a certain cutoff period to where my brain just does not want to do the work. Th- there's a thousand to- games that do that kind of thing better. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I played old Wasteland CRPGs a little bit, and I'm like, really all right, I can tough see to play. And like they, they, they always kind of struck me at the time as being semi-related to the Baldur's Gate series, even though it wasn't the same yeah. developers. They were a little bit mm-hmm. similar, and they, they were both, you know, isometric RPGs. Yeah, I'd say if you want to try playing, like, a CRPG and how that genre has evolved, like, Disco Elysium might be might be uh, your way into that genre that's now. Pretty it's, great. it's so different. Um, but here, how, here's how the original, here's how Fallout 2 sounded when you got into a fight. Turn starts, you click on the scorpion, you click attack, you go and you go through the attack animation, you hit the scorpion. Here's a uh, fight in Fallout 3. <laughs> that I forgot how memories. much shit the NPCs talk in Fallout games. Oh, they're yeah. constantly Dude, just talking shit to you. It's so great. They'll talk shit, and then right in the middle of like a Vats line, they'll be like, "You ain't shit to me," and then their head explodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thirteen-year-old Emmett loved that. <laughs> oh my god, you're so young, Emmett. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Thirteen-year-old Matt loved that. Oh, <laughs> oh Emmett. I'm going to keep oh, doing Emmett Otter references at you until you get them. I thought um, you weren't going to so, do that. I can't help it. Oh, Emmett. I'm going to watch all of Emmett Otter while we record right you now. You will never like me again if you if this is the reason you watch Emmett Otter. It can't Otter be in, that bad. It, but it's Brothers. February. Brothers. <laughs> so, Come on, Chris. you got to get my back when I do that. Brothers. We're going to harmonize. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll all become magicians and leave the wonder in their eyes. Oh, yeah. Brothers, uh, Chris, it's was, got a Muppet Jug Band, man. It's 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 unique, oh, man. Do you remember? Was this our game of the year for two thousand eight? Did we did we vote on that, or was it GTA? I would have chosen GTA personally, yeah. but because I still think there's there's like so much jank and Fallout. I I, I don't know. I I have ADD and and it's hard to uh, you know tackle I, all yeah. that information in a Fallout game and like every time. Mm-hmm. The VAT system comes up like, when did you tell me how to do this properly? I don't know how to do this. And it's happened to me every time. The, the VAT system is such cheat mode, but it really yeah. is what makes it an RPG because it's just dice rolls at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, four at least made the shooting feel connected to what was happening. Like, three was frustrating because it was, I, if I'm remembering correctly, the... 
the shooting in three was also based on dice rolls, even though you could like, yep. you know, aim down sights and stuff like that. So you could have it like locked on their head and miss yep. because it was doing the dice rolls. Whereas at least the, the VAT system kind of let you know the odds. Like, hey, you have a 65% chance of hitting right now. Okay, why? Uh, well, it's funny because they actually improved on that in Fallout 4. Because even though they mm-hmm. finally made, I'd argue Fallout 3 and New Vegas are barely shooters <laughs> just because they don't yeah. feel great as shooters. Mm, but yeah. no, Fallout yeah. 4, Very besides clumsy. just playing as a good shooter, they also improved on the VAT stuff where if you can just put a bunch of skill points into luck and you can just straight up play the whole game in VATS if you max out your luck enough because you can just yep. keep getting new crits and keep regenerating AP points. It's great. I love Fallout, man. Fallout's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I Fallout just, 3 was largely about uh, using And it just made it sound so simple. I feel really dumb. <laughs> the, 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 the kind of things, I, I, I don't know. Say it again. Put all your v- shit well, in the Vats luck. Well, Vats is like it's like it, in, was, um... it was about using Vats with uh, with Bloody Mess, the Bloody Mess part. Yeah, because yeah, I, I would yeah. I still remember vividly like a Mirelurk like hopped up in front of me, and I had like a big ass shotgun, and I just used Vats to target it right in the face, point blank, and in like the slow motion kill animation, all of its limbs flew off. Yeah. That- oh yeah. That ends- <laughs> Vats is is a little bit like in you know in Dragon Age games where technically you can pause the action to plan out stuff, but you ninety nine percent of the time I'm at least playing those as action RPGs. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of four got to be that way. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, you can play in Vats if you want, but you can also mm-hmm. just play this as a shooter. Yeah. So. And, yeah, uh, but three, three, it felt necessary. Three was like, no, I need Vats to to hit people like a lot rough. of the time, like. Yeah, three yeah. was super rough, but man, I I had never experienced the world because I know people gotten that energy from Fallout one and two already, but like just getting into mm. a world where it was like, oh, it's nineteen fifties, but future and destroyed. Like that's enough random things to combine into one thing. Where I'm like, yo, yeah, I like this peanut butter, chocolate, and vanilla <laughs> that yeah, you got I, going I here. It's, it's, and and it's, now it's almost like cliche because I feel like people have kind of ripped them off a little bit with yeah. doing that you know right and like i i, I remember feeling it was odd that like because that was an unaddressed series for i think like uh about 10 years by the time mm-hmm. fallout 3 came out like yeah. was that an inter- interplay joint yeah so, it, so it someone, had been and the interplay went out of business someone someone at, at at bethesda thought we should just buy this franchise just for what you just described like uh it's yep. the future but it's the 1950s no one else has done this and they bought this this title, and I remember like people in our office they sent us those uh, Vault One Hundred One shirts, and we were all very excited. But like yeah. the public didn't know the name Fallout really. Like it was kind of a tough sell, um, yep. other than it from being from Bethesda, and they were consistent with mm. giving us assets. But uh, but like it wasn't a, a franchise the public was aware of, like a, as much as they are right now. True. Yeah, I, for sure. And I think for a while there, it was more popular than Elder Scrolls, the other big yeah. Bethesda RPG. But then, of course, Skyrim happened, and now Elder Scrolls is just. And then Fallout seventy six happened. So one had <laughs> an upward trajectory, whereas the other one maybe needs a bit of a comeback. Hey, the other one, I'll is say seventy six is okay. And I would it, say, I, I would say Elder Scrolls I, I Online is, is sending me an email every day about how it's milking like the two hundred twenty thousand people <laughs> still playing it, probably making more money than Skyrim ever will. Mm, you're making me sad. Debatably. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Elder Scrolls Online isn't on your Alexa, I can say that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, and, and it's interesting also, like, watching fans of the older Fallout games argue about it and say... Die. Like, it, well, it missed <laughs> it misses a lot of the subtlety from the original. Like, the, the, there's all these subversive things that don't make it into the newer games. Like, did you know the Brotherhood of Steel or crypto-fascists? In the original Fallout games, and it was like, now it's just like, yeah, we're going to protect everyone, protect the wasteland, we're the Brotherhood of Steel, we're the good guys. 
But, you know, there, there is... And did you know I could? I used to be able to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken without blood thinners? What happened to that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, boy. God, that's, they sound oh. like Weezer fans, like comparing <laughs> old Weezer albums. Oh, two good albums. No, it, it, it died at Pinkerton. I don't know why I'm getting more Southern by the moment. But that's, I like the idea of a Southern Weezer fan. That's yeah. that's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the crossover is. It is a good dialect like for a lack of acceptance. Um, you know what goes good with this church hat? The White Album. I will never listen to Ratitude. Those, those bastards did a video with the Muppets and Tazon Day. I'll never forgive them. But uh, you know there there is there is definitely some political commentary in Fallout Three, said as it is in Washington D.C. <laughs> this is the good old USA. Sure, she looks a little bit different these days, but you're still on American soil. And even if you were born in some underground vault, you were born under the United States, which makes you an American. And it's your duty and my duty to support our country and our president, no matter what. Understand? Where in the Constitution does it say that we're supposed to run around questioning the government? Huh? <laughs> Unless I don't like him. And I'm going to smear shit all over his life. Oh, boy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I won't Sitting go there. too close to home. Uh, boy, howdy. Well, Lisa came out in 2008. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's almost like we could have predicted this happening, and we saw this coming for several years. Almost like oh, Fallout only. is a cautionary tale. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Don't Dude, ever question Awesome, let's go. <laughs> All right. uh, does, uh, does anybody know where a vault I can hide in for the next couple of years? Jesus Christ. I would I like mean, to reemerge. If you, I knew you it, go north a few states, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh, All right. Oh, let's wait. move along. Number two. Anticlimactic there, but uh, you guys know what this is. <laughs> oh, said oh yes. we thought there was more. Yeah, it's Resident Evil Four. Yeah, yeah. So this is Another this one. is one that like you can you can argue that the changes were kind of almost cosmetic, but the fact that what Resident Evil Four did was it took something that by that point in the series was getting very old. The the slow tank controls, fixed angle, uh, you know, zombie <laughs> shooting horror game. And it made it much faster, more dynamic. It made it almost a shooter with some some little idiosyncrasies that still kept it from feeling like, you know, I'm just mowing down hordes of zombies here. Like that you had to stand still to aim, for example. Yeah. 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 But uh, five is really where they went full action, I think. Mm -hmm. Like. That's actually the shooter. first Resident Evil game I ever played, 5. Really? <laughs> 5? <laughs> yeah, which is wild to think. Now, I played 4 eventually, and I love 4 with all my heart, but yeah, 5. I played like 4 Resident Evil games before I got to Resident wow. Evil 4, and it wasn't the first 3. <laughs> yeah, 5 was, was like the one, the first one that struck me. It's like, wow, this is really just an action game at this point. There's almost no horror. Yeah, 5, five was the first one I, I played with online co-op. I've never played a game with online co-op all the way through. But I've, Yeah. Played with my friend back home in Florida when I was in California um, in co-op, and and that to me like will always be really special. But 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 four four is I was playing seven um, recently to to gear up for Village and mm. I, and I've streamed it with I used to work at Capcom and I, I I've watched people stream this I've played this with Brett a billion times and it's really funny to 
consider this like a first person knifing game <laughs> a third person <laughs> yeah. knifing game and that works that works in seven too like you shoot someone yeah. once they hunch over and you slash the shit out of them and yeah. don't waste yeah. ammo and, and i don't know if <laughs> it's awesome to play the game like that i love playing four like that I, I always played Resident Evils a little bit like that. Like I would get a zombie down on the ground, and you you would know they would rise from the dead, and so I would just knife them until I oh, until yeah. they did that second death animation, or, or shoot like, them like, in the head repeatedly while they're down. Just no, no that's I, wasting I, ammo, though, man. I was about to say, games. I wasted I used, all my ammo and got my head sawed off repeatedly. <laughs> See, I, I used to be afraid it. to do headshots because every time okay. you do a headshot, you're well. I would do actually the thing you're saying. I would shoot them in the leg and like suplex them or something. I would always go for that. But then every time I'd go for a headshot, I'm like, all right, let me knife their head, and it explodes into like a giant wasp, into or a something. giant parasite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I, oh, I noticed we are skipping over throat. six. We're skipping over Resident Evil Six, which really is just the one with the logo that looks like a dude giving a giraffe a blowjob. Let's just be skip honest. Over That's Resident the most Evil Six. It's, I still want to play Resident Evil 6. I feel you know, like I'd enjoy it. Here, here's my take. Having played through Resident Evil 6, parts of it are fun. The best part of it was originally kept gated until you'd finished the other three. So the Ada campaign, I remember as being really mm. good. But you, you have to work to unlock it, or you had to originally, and I think now you can just play it from the start. It did That'd some interesting things. Um, I feel like 7 is another point at which it changed genre again. This time it kind yeah. of was like going back to like something closer to the original games in in its yeah. pacing but um it, i thought it was it was stealing it was stealing uh, a branching pathway that it didn't take that yeah. things like amnesia and that last did and then just picking up where those spiritual successors left off of the original game it's it's so interesting uh in terms of how i mean in resident evil has been a billion different genres there is a fucking shooter out there right now oh yeah. like straight up shooter yeah Umbrella Chronicles, let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> and Umbrella Core, too. Yeah, God, somewhere. there's a lot. I played a lot of Resident Evil games. What the hell's yeah. wrong with me? Yeah. Oh, there was also, what was it? Uh, Survivor, which had originally been Gun Survivor in Japan, but they took out the light gun support for the US. Um, yeah. And then Dead Aim, which had light gun support. Um, yeah, that was, that was a. a oh, I man, played Dark Side Chronicles, too, another light gun game. So. <laughs> Yeah, nice. why did yeah. I play light gun Resident Evil games? Because you had a four? Wii. Yeah, <laughs> no, I had a PS3 with the Move. That's oh, what I had. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I wow. didn't even Ooh. know those were. Which is even three. more like I am just on a different wavelength. Finally, someone playing Killzone correctly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bro. I try. I tried it for like an hour. I was like, Nah, I got to go back to controller for a yeah. Killzone at least. <laughs> I, I think I I played it with like the the big uh, rifle attachment mm-hmm. that uh, Sony may put out. But what, you do. what I, I didn't realize was like, this is absolutely terrible playing on a 20-inch LCD monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that. That's terrible. It's just a bunch of small semicircles. Like, yeah. It's just like oh do, doing it on like the video capture rigs in our office. And it's just like this tiny little monitor. Like I move a, a fraction of an inch and my aim goes wild. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? This is terrible. <laughs> but uh, Boy, I think we should, we should also recognize... How Resident Evil began. What is this? Wow. What a mansion. Captain Wesker, where's Chris? Stop it. Don't open that door. But Chris is... <laughs> what is it? Maybe it's Chris. Now, Jill, can you go? I'm going with you. Chris is our old partner, you know. Okay, let me handle this. 
I, I do like that Resident Evil eventually outgrew the uh, the whole. This is a game about like the cheesiest acting imaginable stigma. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted I wanted to ask you guys because having recently I played a bunch of Resident Evil games, but um, do all the achievements and trophies reference these old memes? Probably. I always get a, a master of unlocking. You, the master <laughs> of unlocking. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Always. And I think it's like a standard for every game now. You have to get a master of unlocking achievement. Uh, of course. Yeah. Got to get those brownie points. I think at the beginning of what is like Revelations 2, like Barry's daughter said like, oh, I heard you were almost a Jill sandwich. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Even as someone who never played the original game, when I got to that title or when I got to that line of dialogue, I was like, Jesus Christ, they are nailing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm loving it. Yeah. yeah, I played Revelations 2 before Resident Evil 4, which wow. is still wild. <laughs> I still haven't played yeah. Revelations 2 past, like, the first hour. Uh, I probably It's worth it. it. Yeah, but just, but just four, four, like, um, we had third-person shooters before 4, but I Didn't think I feel though? like that... We, barely. We, we did, but it also transformed third-person shooters from that point out, yeah. because all our fir- third-person shooters were like, Bond and dangerous. Uh, yeah, it was like little <laughs> guy in the switch. foreground, and and the the crosshair was always in the middle. It was basically just a first person shooter, except there was a character in the way. And yeah, Resident I, I Evil remember, Four came up with an elegant way around it with the over the shoulder aim. The I remember someone describing that to me like, um, "What is Gears of War?" He's like, "You remember Resident Evil Four and like the over the shoulder thing?" Like, "Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I would love to play a game that is based on those mechanics." That aren't throwaway, and there's a bunch of other stuff to do in four, yeah. and but like, yeah, it's bizarre that it redefined, it, it helped revitalize that series. It redefined a, an existing genre in, in in a way that we'd never go back from. No one wants to go back to what third person shooters looked like before RE4. No, no. Like try playing one of the original SOCOM games. You'll you'll get a sense <laughs> of it. Um, but I, I do also remember like there was a Miami Vice game based on the movie that came to PSP. And I loved it just because it was a 100% ripoff of Resident Evil 4. Why is Emmy so excited? Because not, I have been thinking about that game this week. Really? Like, wow. like I can't believe this. There's a, there's a YouTuber I watch who makes a lot of obscure videos on licensed games and stuff like that. He made a video about this this week, and I was just thinking, like, man, I really I really enjoyed that PSP game back yeah, when I had a chance yeah, to play too. it. I don't think this it got good reviews. The second time you've mentioned PSP oh, with, like... Not. You, this is the second time Emmett has mentioned PSP, like with. Hey, my PSP crates. goes on the counter right behind me. I can yeah. go. I can go really set this off. <laughs> is there, does that thing still connect to a store? Um, actually, no. There's no native store anymore. But I can totally open up Media Go on my PC and get Hello. some stuff downloaded. Hello. I remember why I remember this game, guys. Guess who published that Miami Vice PSP game? Oh, Was it no. Vivendi? Vivendi game. <laughs> <laughs> Did I you work, work on it? Yes, wow. I did. <laughs> What'd you do? Here What'd you, you go. Do? Uh, tried, I think I tried to get a product placement inside Miami Vice game, wow. so that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Boy, howdy. Oh, damn. All got, right. I'm got impressed. to shake hands with Jamie Foxx and Colin Firth himself. Uh, or Colin Tom, Farrell, not like Firth. we could afford those likenesses. No, <laughs> no, no. Tom no. Cruise. Tom Cruise agreed to do Miami Vice two for free to not promote the game in any way. So, so your <laughs> job was to uh, call up potential sponsors and ask, "What are you buying?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good exactly. one. Good segue. Thank you. Thank Always you. Always have a merchant around. Yeah, RE four is great, and I'm, I'm yeah. shocked that like it's. I didn't think it'd be the Resident Evil game that's. The most the most fun to revisit, but it, yeah. it kind of is. Well, oh yeah, it hasn't aged today. 
I mean, it's aged a little bit, but you know, get, well, get one of the HD wise. ones, and it's still but fantastic. it's still fast, it's still yeah. fun, mm-hmm. and like it's still scary when it needs to be, and like you know, it, yeah. it gets exceedingly ridiculous through five and six. But like, yeah, four is great. Four is perfect. Yeah. I think that mechanic of making you stop to shoot mm-hmm. is like what makes it even scarier because yeah. it's like you can't just run through the levels. You you're mm-hmm. at that point you're being rushed by enemies, and it's like, uh, which what do you want to do? Do you want to try to stop and take them out, or do you want to run past them if you can? So. Mm-hmm. About positioning, man, and the fact that yeah. I was able to beat the entire run through of Resident Evil Four in 2019, and it still be my favorite game I played that year. Like that was my first time playing through it in 2019, and it held up on par with everything else I played. So that wow. speaks a lot. <laughs> And and I feel like I should give uh, Resident Evil Four one more clip. Like it, the the game arguably hinges on one sequence at the very beginning, which is kind of like the that you're not in Kansas anymore moment. Because when the game begins, it's very it, almost traditional Resident Evil. It's very slow plotting. You're kind of like just investigating houses, finding ammo. Uh, you're fighting the occasional strange villager. And then when you get to the village proper, things just really heat the fuck up. Why these people? What are they planning? What are you fucking that, <laughs> Fuck that chainsaw guy, man. Yeah. Fuck that guy. No, am, am I the only one who, like, just, like, let him get into close quarters and, like, all right, I'll just take the hit? And, what the fuck? Yeah. I thought you had to lose on purpose. Like, I tried so many times in that sequence just trying to make <laughs> yeah. it through, and I was like, well, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> he sucked. He sucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Dr. Salvador. Fuck with, his, with his fucking uh, Jason from Friday the 13th Part 2 mm-hmm. burlap mask instead of the real deal. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, howdy. I was going for bootleg Scarecrow, but that works too. <laughs> yeah, that works sure. too. Yeah, Probably yeah. even better. Uh, man, loved Resident Evil 4, but uh, if you want to talk about big, important genre shifts, you have to go to... Halo Wars. Yes. <laughs> what? What? Oh, the titular Halo music. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> master Chief, he's trying to shoot some stuff, and his grenade's sick of things. He's a Master Chief, and he don't know what he looks like. He's got a helmet. Oh, it's me. He's up to a hologram lady. I'm really great at freestyling. Yeah, that's, I'm so that's good. great. That's fantastic. If you slow that down, it's just a bunch of dudes in a choir. Oh, oh, So you suggested this, Matt, and it's like, yes, that is an excellent point. Not only that, uh, it's an important one because Super Mario Brothers, the original, uh, I'm sure a lot of people know, but maybe easily forget, much like I do, that there was another Mario Brothers before it. Like, dude, seriously, one of Nintendo's worst games. It was a hugely popular game. Like, I, I owned OG Mario Bros. I think for Atari Twenty Six Hundred before I ever owned Super I, Mario Bros. I, I remember like, we rented it on accident. You, well, if you had a system before Nintendo, that's possible, and it would have yeah. been even yeah, worse. Well, well, what's okay? So, like, here's the thing, like. 
I was like going, well, technically, they're both platformers, mm -hmm. but the OG Mario Bros. is like straight up, it's called platformer because you just jump on a couple yeah. platforms on a fixed screen. Well, it's, 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 it's a very arcadey experience. It's like you're going to see one screen, and oh, that's okay. the one... I mean, God, for, for not, the youngsters not, out there, the, that's the, the one with the, the the ice that will freeze a platform and, like, the little POW block that they still yep. have POW blocks in Mario. I'm not, I'm not the best uh, uh, historian, but I think the thing that Super Mario Brothers would eventually pioneer is scrolling screens. where they, like, yeah. yeah. Mario had been in kind of like a dozen games, if you include Game & Watch, where he's on a single mm. screen. Yeah. yeah. And, and you've been able to play as him. And I don't... I don't know what his popularity looked like. All I have to go off back then are like commercials because like Donkey Kong was more popular than Mario yeah. and uh, who remembers Wrecking Crew and Cement Nobody. Factory and any of that shit. Like it's not talked about with glowing praise. It's 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 the Wolfenstein 3D thing that happened with Super Mario Brothers 1. I think, though, if you would have asked, like, young Matt, like, Mario had a Q score. Like, I knew what the Mario, who Q the Mario score. character was. Like Q score. Yeah. yeah, that's an aware. It's an awareness. It, it was an old marketing awareness rating. Ah, like pe okay. people, oh. you could name like Mario at one point. The character Mario had the highest Q score of any fictional character in the world. Pe more people recognize Mario than any fictional character in the world. Yeah, from from I thought any you said IQ score for a second, and I was like, "How smart is Mario?" <laughs> I, I, I just uh, thought it was like an insider marketing term, and I was like, yeah, "The audience it, may it, need it, some elaborate." It, it, it was is, an but, insider uh, marketing okay. term. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's no longer used. But it's, but, but it's it was just like. Um, yeah, I, I knew who Mario was as a character from these games and from even like, you know, when he was just Jumpman in, in Donkey Kong, you know, they retconned that like, oh yeah, that's Mario. Same, same dude, you know? Mm -hmm. well, yeah. So my, my experience like, was I, different because like, I played Donkey Kong. I never knew who the main character was. And then I played Super Mario Brothers in 1988, technically like three years after the game came out in arcades, but like it's slowly, the NES is becoming big very slowly and southern eastern america that's where I, I i knew who mario was 88 and like all the fandom for mario starts in 88 and i was gonna he, say he's that, been around, he's that been around sounds for seven late years. though yeah i mean super mario came out in like 85 but 88 is when i got my nes and then i ended up getting like super mario brothers 2 and 3 when they were still relatively new so it was 88 it was 88. Okay, there we go. It was 88. Um, yeah. And, yeah, because I got, I think I got my Nintendo Christmas of 85 then. Like, it was early if back you weren't when it in came New York, you did, If you weren't in New York, you did not get your Nintendo in, 80, in 85. That's impossible. I mean, I saw it, I remember seeing it, like, at a, at a Sears, like, just yeah, like the, say, debatable. the display in 85. I don't know if it was actually for sale, but they did have, like, the the big case with Soft Rob launch in 85, Christmas else. of 85. It's... Kind of famous story right. of like maybe you, maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah, it's, it's probably like around '86, and I, I never heard of it until '88. The release, I mean, the release date here on the wiki, North America, October 18th, 1985. Like that's yeah, but I, wasn't I, it anyway, in New York? I, read read the opening of the next paragraph. Yeah, but, um, like, but I, so I, I like do literally. Have... I have audio of the first ever live action appearance of Luigi. Something's coming up the plumbing for Luigi's in a bind. Giant turtles out to get him. Creepy crabs are right behind. Fighter flies, cheaper shines. They're all coming out the pipes. Mario, where are you? It's Atari Mario Brothers with Mario from Donkey Mario. Kong, his brother Luigi, and lots of crazy creatures. And it's twice the fun when two play at once, because you need all the help you can get. Mario, where are you? Mario Brothers, new from Atari. 
new from Atari. That is a, a, a character who's been in several games, and they're like, new from Atari. <laughs> new. Let me tell you, there's. I can't think of a more terrifying phrase than something's coming up the plumbing. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty bad. That just strikes fear in my heart for some reason. I, I wonder, even in like the early to mid '80s, like how many kids watching this understand that they're parroting the theme song from Car 54? Where are you? Which I only know I didn't because get of that Nick until you just said it. Oh my god, Herman Munster's police comedy? Yep. As if that ever mattered in the 80s. It was just boomers shoving that shit down our throat, and they (laughs) understood the references. You say that like someone who has not seen the Rosie O'Donnell, um, Dr. Dre, not that one starring movie, um, Car 54, where are you? It's a real movie from 1994. There's another Dr. Dre? (laughs) Yes, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover, original host of the OMTV Raps. Oh, from MTV Raps, Mm -hmm. MTV Raps, yeah. Mm Oh, wow. I never got uh, over that. Like, how did how did they work that out? Like, uh, by the way, I'm Dr. Dre now. They sit he down and they argued over an asterisk. <laughs> like a, I think, a, an accent. See, it was Dr. Dre with an apostrophe or with an accent on the E. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. All right. Wow. All right. So yeah. wild. And, and yeah, I also wanted to, to just uh, shout out, like, some eagle-eared fans might notice, like, hey, he only played the NES version of Mario Brothers. That's not how it really sounded. Well, apparently there's something screwy with the uh, the sound chip and emulation, because every example that I've looked up of the arcade version sounds like this, which is terrible. Yeah, Mario's footsteps did not sound like laser blasts in the original. I yeah, no, I do, I do remember them sounding like squeaky. Yeah, like that's that's what they're supposed to be. It's like squeaking on the floor. But, yeah, they, but yeah. it sounds like crunching leaves in a hologram. <laughs> but yeah, and, from, and what's so, wild is this is still Miyamoto. Like the, yeah. this is a Miyamoto game. Yeah, it is. And I, I think of this game. as like this is the the bridging game between Mario's life in Brooklyn and the Mushroom Kingdom because he's just he and Luigi are in a basement fighting weird monsters that are coming out of the pipes and in the next one they're emerging from pipes and going into this sunlit world populated by mushrooms and turtle dragons and then we get to uh, from from that to Bowser's Fury which came out last week that but but some of the enemies were in super Nar- were in super Mario. like the the koopas mm-hmm. you know yeah. they were just turtles back then mm-hmm. but they yeah, they, 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 they don't they turn into around. bombs when you hit them and i think yeah. later on whatever those bug creatures they 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 make it the into later flies. editions Fighter flies. Yes. And I love the art from Mario Brothers, by the way. That's the only thing I would salvage in a fire regarding You mean this like game. The, the side of the cabinet art? Yes. Like, it is yeah, excellent. The cover art great. for the Atari game, it looks, seeing them as tiny little anime characters, they look fucking fantastic. Yeah. Really good. And, and I also want to say, like, okay, we talked about Resident Evil going through another shift with Resident Evil 7. Mario went through another huge one uh, in the mid 90s. <laughs> Goodbye, gay Bowser! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Super Mario 64, like, looking back on it, it's like, it's not just that it shifted into 3D, it was a fundamental change in like everything about Mario games up to that point that like instead of just going through these this linear progression of worlds you'd revisit the same world over and over again and you'd do different things in it there would be a different layout depending on which star you were going for yeah um, you could discover new things mm-hmm. and I, I, i'm reminded of this 
playing Super Mario 3D World, which is like a really weird compromise between like a 2D Mario game yes. and I think the public's demand for one more 3D Mario game. It's slow. <laughs> Uh, it's it's very self-contained. It works very much like a 2D Mario game, and is not very confusing. And it's not what you want in a, Mar- a 3D Mario game, where this was like open world, a meaningful open world. There's an open world hub, and then you go into another world that's another open world. Yes, um, and that's what. Yeah. I, if I don't know if we'll get to talk about it, why I think Bowser's Fury is fascinating because it's just like one open world. You don't enter a painting to have an illusion uh, to eliminate the illusion of a load time it's just constant mario you can walk to the ice world you can walk to the fire world mario. Mm-hmm. yeah well, unlimited mario swim, but good. yes <laughs> yes or or, or yeah uh, what's his name plessy take plessy. a plessy yeah take, take plessy, plessy everywhere um, I, I suspect, like, if... So, like, obviously this signaled the transition from uh, video games in general from 2D to 3D. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just feels like Nintendo will always make sure that Mario will be at the forefront of whatever... If anything happens... I mean, that, it just shows you, like, video games have kind of been stuck in this current state of 3D games for a long time. Now, let's assume there's some evolution of games into something else. I'm sure Mario will also evolve and take that form... Whatever that ends up being, I can't even think of what that could be at that point. But Mario I mean, honestly, is eternal. I feel like the only other developer on the level of Nintendo with like signaling the next generation of what games are going to be is Valve. Honestly, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, maybe in a lesser extent, but I'm thinking, you know, Half Life One just changed the whole industry. Half Life Two changed the whole industry. Honestly, I feel like Half Life Alex is probably going to be that next game for the future. Or and Fortress I'm sure two, uh, Dota, yeah. they've all done that, all of them. It, Exactly. I'm sure Nintendo's going to do something. I feel like the Switch itself is kind of like, yo, we made a hybrid system. Like, come at us. Y'all stop with the Vita, which I'm so salty about. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like I feel like they're already evolving and changing things in that way. And Breath of the Wild alone is like a big deal. So, you know, I got my Immortals out of it, so I'm happy. <laughs> Yay. Another Immortals, Immortals dope. Hooray. Hell Immortals yeah. Is dope. Ah. And uh, no no uh, weapon degradation. Just nope. gonna throw that out exactly. there. <laughs> Just a more direct of... and guided story. Cough, cough. Jumping and gliding. Damn. <laughs> Zeus and Prometheus. I ain't... Hey man, I ain't say the story is bad. I just I just know what the hell's going on in this game. <laughs> but hey, it's right. yeah. I wonder. I sometimes think about Breath of the Wild, and I go like, Did everyone just really love it because the novelty, or is it? Good on its own merits, like you know that it's system. It's good like, on or, its own merits. Come yeah, on, I, I, I got a buddy who's just coming around to it now, and it is not Adam from Sick of Star Wars, sadly. Hmm. But uh, <laughs> he and it, it's it's awesome to watch him. Like, oh, I didn't like this at first because I didn't under, understand what was going on, and I didn't like the combat, and I didn't want to cook. And then like it took him <laughs> three years, but like he is hooked now today uh, for the same reasons. He's been playing games the entire time. Uh, there's nothing quite like Breath of the Wild. We're only now seeing games sort of catch up and imitate it uh, three years after the fact. I saw well, someone give me on... a year and a half more, and then I'll love it too. <laughs> I, I saw someone it. on Twitter recently who said that like they'd spent a hundred hours on Breath of the Wild, and uh, then realized like, oh, I'm still in the starter area because I never what? figured out the tutorials. <laughs> like. Uh, that oh that that speaks, I think, as much to the game's complexity and how much there is to discover as it does to, like, really? You spend 100 hours on the starter island? You never realize there's so much more to explore? 
Did you not see a human being who looked like you once? And then, <laughs> um, maybe I'll go talk to that guy. Yeah, <laughs> whip an apple at him, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, hurl a warm apple. You know how to do everything else mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, <laughs> hurl a here. Uh, yeah, yeah, crazy. Love, it's that's, that's one of my favorite. I, I'll say it again, especially for uh, non-believers like Emmett. That's my favorite game. Maybe one of my favorite games of all time, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and, and the, the Mario, the Mario that. game that came out. This week, um, it is short and sweet, and it is like that. It, it does little things like, why didn't the Mario game ever do this? Mm. Uh, give me a, a, an arsenal of things to choose from and like uh, build up power-ups that I can hold and unleash whenever I wanted to uh, in an open mm. world. And then it's it's like 10 to 12 hours, and, and like that's great. I don't need you to be 100 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, Amen I'll buy that. you once a year if you're, you're 10 hours. Are you crazy? Do this all the time. Oh, it feels oh, yeah, man. Oh, that's yeah, Odyssey was great, but Odyssey mm-hmm. is really just an, an ultra refinement of the '64 formula. Yes. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's the '60 formula. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, <laughs> I like that. Mario '60 formula. Yeah, yeah. And Bowser's Fury is, is bizarre because it's it's trapped in this semi antiquated Mario game in the engine of an old Mario game. Um, never mind. I, we're going to talk about that later. I don't yes. remember. Yeah, it's on the new releases. (laughs) We can talk about it in the new releases. And that makes this a pretty good stopping point because we need to take a break and get into that segment. So we are going to do that when we're going to, when we come back, we'll talk about some Bowser's Furies and Super Mario 3D World, I guess. Some Valheim, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I got my first content block of strike violation this week. Uh, I was so excited. I was up at six in the morning, uh, no, five in the morning, waiting for the president to leave the White House, and he left in a helicopter, and I just grabbed the video and put the MASH theme song underneath it, and then my caption just so happened to name the title of the song that is the MASH theme with the, the name of the former president, and it read like Suicide is Painless, Mr. Pre- <laughs> Mr. Former President. And I got my first, like, really hard, like, not only hard strike, Facebook and Instagram sent me suicide materials. So, so on the one hand, like, good for you guys, but also, like, again, I could have argued, I feel like I could have disputed this uh, block, but, like, mea culpa. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we already talked about one of these games at length, but we'll get into it right after I hit the button that plays this song. Super 
Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury came out last week. Uh, on Friday, we've since had a chance to play it. I finished Bowser's Fury. It was. Yeah, I heard you got a hundred pussies. Or yeah, I got, I got, right? I got a yeah. hundred uh, pussy shots. Me, me uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it Ugh. was a delight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It, it's it was, good. Yeah, yeah I, good short. I, I want to do more James Lipton reviews of this. Mm. The game was scrumptrelescent. It was. It was scrumptrelescent. Really, it was but delicious. The, but the new part is scrumptrelescent. Yeah, like the you were Michael. You were saying the the, the, the old part is very much the same. The game, old part right? is it's Super Mario 3D World. If you wanted that on Switch or if you missed it on Wii U, um, yeah, definitely. It's it's worth getting. It's still very playable. But for me, the real draw here is Bowser's Fury, which is like, what did we say it was like? 10 to 12 hours. Yeah. Um, just really solid open world Mario platformer. Like, it reminded me at the very beginning of the 2008 Prince of Persia because it starts off with this big Bowser boss fight. And then once you once you beat that, like, new areas, like, rise up out of the, the ocean and mm-hmm. uh, and you can visit them. And it's like, it becomes all sunny and... Uh, so it's it's an open world, but like there is no fat on this. Like everything is just like, oh, that looks interesting. I'm gonna go over there. It's a puzzle. That looks interesting. It's a tower I can climb, yeah. and there's a cool thing at the top of it. Like everything has a purpose. Everything is fun to investigate, and uh, it yeah, it's it's just beautifully designed. And I want to see more games like this from how, Nintendo. How big's the map? Because okay, to put it in, we were just talking about how much we love Immortals, and that's in my recent memory. Mm-hmm. It's is a it lot like, like one of the sections of the Immortals map? Yes. Like with, there's a lot of water, so like there's yeah. not a lot happening in uh, the water. And and like most of it, like at the beginning, is closed off to you because there's this black goopy ink stuff called Fury, and uh, you if you touch it, it kills you. But as you get through the game, uh, you will clear it away, and more areas will open up for exploration. And uh, yeah, it, it's and and then you'll revisit old areas, and there'll be like new enemies and new things. But to actually, do there. actually, that that happens like twice because then then the whole game is open up to you after that. Um, mm. it, it doesn't take very long, and I, I think I think hmm. it is like three or four times before the whole thing opened up. It's like, three or four shines, but it's like, you don't have to finish the first world before like literally everything. You were no. talking about stuff, and I was at like eighty shines. I had not gone to that area yet. Yeah, but there, there's like a wasteland area that doesn't open up till until toward the end. It's I, I still think it is. We we talked about with Breath of the Wild and Odyssey, like it's the age of the open world, but this really shows you how not open odyssey was it's a hub Hmm. where you can then jump to open levels it's not an open world this is breath of the wild mario in a way we've never seen before it's short but it's like i think it's Hmm. it's the best part of this package because i think 3d world holds up real bad (laughs) real bad after playing all these 3d well only after after playing all the 3d mario games um 3d all-stars in particular and odyssey mario is very fast adept uh can move around very quickly and these games 3D World was meant uh, back back when we were yelling about Nintendo um, ten years ago. 2D Mario's they kept making the same new Super Mario Brothers levels, and I was we, we were really bored with those games. And Nintendo got the message: gamers wanted a 3D Mario game, but the the the, the new the new 2D Mario games are still selling like gangbusters. This is 
That 3D world is a nice marriage in between those. You can't go that fast. Four players can play. You can't jump very high. You can't float very far. You can't really do much of anything. Um, and, and that's that's what I don't like about it, because I just finished 3D, uh, 3D All-Stars, which is just like Mario is the best gymnast alive in those games. And, and, and this he is not in these. And then at least Bowser's Fury opens it up to where, like, they give you different. They give you new powers, vaguely new powers. Nothing new to the Mario series, but th- I love the the, the power. Uh, what do you call that? The um, power the inventory. Suit? No, oh, no, okay, but then. you have an inventory where you can hold up to five oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. everything. Or you can hold up to five. Oh, yes, wow. and and it okay. does get to okay. a point toward the end where it's like it, I might as well just be switching to different things on a weapon wheel because I'm never running out of these. Yeah, it's like your Mega Man. How many? How many did Odyssey let you hold? Just the one, none, right? zero. Like you, could, like you, could could, you were just Mario. I'm, I'm sorry, not Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Galaxy. Galaxy let you bank a power up. One. You could always bank one power up. You've been able to bank one power up since Mario World, and, and okay. up to 3D oh, World. Wow. And and this is like huh. it's 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 six different power ups and you can make five of them each. <laughs> yeah. And and so that that like changes everything. Like oh, there's something that's slightly out of reach. Oh, I have one of these in my pocket. I don't have to run to a new level and get this power up. Which I'm playing 3D World. Like you can't complete these levels unless you have the cat suit or get the green stars. And you have to like find a level that you can beat with a cat suit. This is never a factor. You have an arsenal of shit on you at all times in an open world that you're that you're constantly progressing in and. I'll tell you this. I have never in my life messaged friends I know at Nintendo like, what the fuck is this? Why <laughs> Why does this exist? Like, wh- how do you have a 10-hour open world game stuck in this re-release of one of your least eventful games of all time? Is this a bad, is a failed prototype? Um, whatever it is, I think they should, this is what Nintendo should do with Mario all the time. Every two yeah, years, yeah, give yeah. me a, a 10 to 12 hour adventure that is completely fucking different. Um, that puts a giant smile on my face in the way that 3D World honestly didn't on, on the... It's my one and a half second playthrough of that game, which I like, but it is the least good 3D Mario game, period. Period. It is the least good 3D is it, Mario is, game. Do you think it's better than 3D Land? Um, 3D Land at least is like... It's justifiable because of its limitations, not just with 3DS yeah. hardware, but like what you can see. Like there's no excuse for how like slow and limit. And by the way... I believe the 3D world is faster. They up they upped everyone's uh, jump a little bit, and the abilities go a little further, and your dash and is still is a too faster. slow. It's it's, it's also still too slow. pretty cool that like this is the first Mario game that lets you play as Princess Peach as part of an ensemble cast since Super Mario Brothers Two. Yes, I, I don't want to discount that either because she hasn't really been a part of a lot of the 3D games. So mm-hmm. that is important, and it's fun, and like it's great to play with multiplayer. But I didn't get to do that this time. Um, it just made me appreciate it less because of how much of a evolution Bowser's Fury seemed like. How, like what Nintendo could do when it really puts its mind to like making something genuinely innovative. Uh, and it, I think it puts the I think it puts the game that it's contained into shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's really surprised me that it like I expected it to feel like a a DLC for Super Mario 3D World, and it feels nothing like Super Mario 3D World. Yeah. It feels like Odyssey, if anything. Yeah. 
Now, a big part of 3D World's draw is, is the co-op. Is there co-op in Bowser's Fury, or is that yeah, only yeah, every single player? Yes, sort of. Don't worry about it. <laughs> in that, well, you're, you're always followed around by Bowser Jr. Uh, in yeah. the single player, and a second player can play as him. But it also, I like that it gives you the option at the very beginning, where you're like, how much do you want Bowser Jr.'s help? Uh, a little, in which case he'll follow you around and pick off the occasional enemy if it gets too close. Uh, and he'll also, like, you can... There'll be, like, question marks on the walls, and you, like, just aim a little cursor at the, the question mark, and he'll go investigate it, reveal some power-up. Um, you can also say you want none of his help, or you want a lot of his help, in which case I, I guess he'll just be much more proactive in taking out it. I turned him off, stuff. and then I turned him back on because he was tremendously helpful. He really is. <laughs> but but that, that, is your, that is your second player, by the way. You don't get to play as another Mario-type right. character. It is... What they got in trouble mm. for with Galaxy 2, it is girlfriend co-op. Somebody gets an unkillable character with no real powers who can mm. pick up stuff for you. Can't really decide to do anything or solve anything. Right. And, I, yeah. I think what they got in trouble was people calling it girlfriend co-op, Chris. Yeah. Not the they, actual they, premise they, of that co-op. I, I believe yeah, they Yeah, I did. think that's Borderlands 2 or something that coined that whole thing. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. that they coined it that way, but that is... Everyone it was something that, that we that did way, a lot. Yeah. We're like, it's not really a second player, it's something your kid can do next to you that that's the thing is you guys not having kids don't realize like that's perfect right. yes yeah this, this this is great bowser's fury is i would say worth it alone but you know 60 dollars a little high for 12 hours i would ask because you said you'd love to see bowser's fury just as a standalone thing every yeah. year you know nintendo isn't charging less than 60 for that if they actually yeah. did that it's would true. you pay 60 every year for 10 hours no of Mario? no no but i mean like I would honestly for what for something on the level of what I just finished playing. Yes. Hmm. Okay. For for most people, I think that would be forty dollars. But for me, because I'm an absolute maniac, I would pay sixty dollars. I could see myself paying sixty dollars and not regretting it. But like, if you have not heard me on the show before, I am a, a sadly grown man, and like, mm. I don't I don't need to get one hour per dollar ever on everything I buy. It, it, Fair. Like I. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I desire shorter, more concise experiences. I loved, I finished, I'm the only person I know who 100%ed Mario Odyssey, and that took like almost 200 hours. I don't think wow. I need to do that every year, but like, Fair. I could definitely, $40 for a 12 to 20 hour experience, fuck yes, more stuff, like, I could totally do that. that yeah, I vibe great. with that too. Yeah. That's, that's they won't charge you. They will never charge you $40 for I, I, oh, yes, Nintendo. They Nintendo. will in like two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I no, would say they don't even do years. that. Yeah. Go try to buy Mario Party right now. It's $60. Yeah, I like mean, that. part of the Nintendo announcement today was 3DS ports that are still $40 10 years yeah. after the fact. There's like three weeks in a year where you can get them for like five dollars off. I might jump there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh sure, oh sure. I'm gonna move us along just because we have a lot of news to get through. There's a oh, lot yeah. that that Me happened. Sure. Michael already mentioned none of us can play Striker Persona Five Strikers yet, so that's a next week uh, summary. One game that Michael, I don't know if you got any time in it. Um, I I uh, checked out. It was announced in the direct Capcom Arcade Stadium is a classic arcade collection of Capcom games that is now on Switch. I've I tried to play cool. it very briefly. Um, but go okay. ahead, finish your finish your introduction. Well, well, I just I I like and respect the pricing model they're doing. It's almost like they were inspired by the Zen pinball games where they mm, sell you yes. packs of yeah. of tables, but the value is really good. Like there's like 8 or 9 
arcade games per pack and they're $15 each because I was kind of going in there oh. expecting they're going to charge me like $5 per arcade game but it's like no it's pretty good that, you can get the whole bundle for that, 40 that was just about what they did before on the, on the last generation but with yeah the- probably probably but it's it's um the weirdest part about it is when you boot it up, it says the RE. Yeah. It's running on the Resident Evil engine. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> so I, I think that's just the front end that you know displays the the arcade machines, the cabinets that you're you're playing on. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I did not have a great experience with this because for whatever reason, I kept trying to buy Strider, and it just like took me to the eShop, made me put in my password, and then it's like, you're about to download Ghosts and Goblins for free. Like, that's not what I asked for. It did the same thing for me, and I think there's a bug in the game where it's kicking everyone to the free Ghosts and Goblins, which they're giving mm. away. Uh, the way I was able to find the games to buy is if you have to search the eShop uh, for okay. Capcom Arcade, and then the packs will pop up. And then even then, I couldn't figure out, I don't think they're selling individual games. They're just selling the three packs and then the big bundle, which is forty bucks. So it's it's either forty five to buy all three packs separately or forty to buy them all together. But uh, the pack for me that is there's one pack in particular. It's it's the second one, which they call like the evolution of arcades. It's like eighty nine to ninety two. That's the one that has Strider and Final Fight. And I'm mm. like, that's probably the only one I need out of this pack. Like honestly, yeah. like I don't need another Street Fighter game. Although there is a Street Fighter game in that one, but yeah. uh, right. local co op, yeah. I think. Yeah, they said so in the direct. Yeah, local co-ops confirmed for that. Nice. They showed uh, a picture of uh, Street Fighter when they said that. So, yeah, it's definitely yes. on. I-, I love these games. I have paid for them many times. I've also not paid for them many times. Um, <laughs> and and it, it's it's just like you have to make this easy enough so it's not easier to not pay for these games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. well, well, I think the way they're enticing people is everyone gets 1943, I think it is, for free. Yeah. And then I think it must be a promo where they're giving away Ghosts and Goblins for free. Yeah. So. Until so. the remake comes out, yeah. Hmm. That's amazing, because they, they even showed the remake off uh, during the, 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 how much different it is, which I don't think they'd highlighted before. Uh, it is not the exact same Ghosts and Goblins as before. No, it, it looks way different. It looks a lot like that, um, which is the Castlevania that pulled way back because it was a co-op. It was the Xbox oh, Live Arcade. Uh, one. Harmony, Harmony of, of Dissonance. Dissonance, so, Despair. Yeah. Wow. One yeah, that one. I think it, it was looked, Harmony of Despair. I just remember referring to it as Huh of Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's Harmony of Despair because it's HD. Get it? I get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, there was another retro release that I thought was kind of cool. It's a Neo Geo Pocket game that we're yes! just now getting. SNK versus Capcom: The Match of the Millennium. Oh, I it's love like this game. Seven fifty or eight bucks. Yeah, on, like on seven ninety nine, something like that. I adored hmm. this game when it came to Neo Geo Pocket back in the day. Uh, it was, I think, the first one of the first, if not the first, uh, Capcom versus SNK, or in this case, SNK versus Capcom game mm-hmm. to come out in the U.S. And uh, it just like if if you, I think there was like a was it Pocket Fighter? There was like a Switch game yeah. that was emulating this style, where it's just mm-hmm. this sort of minimalist, uh, blocky characters, sort of super deformed. Um, but like the, the fighting is solid, like with two buttons, it, it still, still feels like every inch of street fighter game. There's a bunch of, uh, cool character stuff where the characters have like, uh, you know, unique intros where they'll talk to each other with, with text. Um, and yeah, it was a chance like as a, as a 
a Street Fighter fan and a King of Fighters fan at the time. Like, oh, these these characters are finally together and they're interacting. And uh, Ryo Sakazaki is making jokes about Dan Hibiki's appearance because Dan is a parody of Ryo Sakazaki. Um, <laughs> that's a stupid deep cut. But uh, I... I I'm, the, I'm here. I'm here for it. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying like, I'm, I'm still here. I'm awake. I'm uh, it's not even that deep, by the <laughs> yeah. way. Like, I think that's now with, with, yeah, with our audience kind of common knowledge. Know that, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but this does something neat in that, like, it puts the Neo Geo Pocket on the Switch screen. So you're playing uh, on a small screen on the, the console, which is on your screen. Weird. And you can, like, you can go through all the different designs of the Neo Geo Pocket. It's like, oh, it's like I'm playing it. But then, uh, you, if you want, you can just like zoom in so that the screen just like sits in the middle of your screen, maybe with no border. Um, so that super cool. pixelated at that point. Yeah. Probably, well, though. you can you yeah. can run a you can run a filter on it so it looks like interlaced, or you can not do that. But eh. yeah, I just want to say like uh, there are a lot of fighting game fans out there who would like a certain return of a certain SNK Capcom game, and Which this one? being on sale is a really great sign. Yeah. And I'm not saying it came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying go buy this and, and it'll definitely an online version of SNK two will happen. Uh, but yeah, like that it's not impossible is a really is optimistic. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah, I want to know the backstory of how this this ended up happening. I who, don't get who it at all. Needed to make more money, SNK or Capcom? Yeah, why did it sneak out during? It the ain't direct? Capcom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, either way, somebody had to give a, a yes or a no. And granted, this is well. This, this isn't even a straight port, like Michael said. It's it's a little more complicated than a straight port. Yeah, work was done on yeah, this. Yeah, it's, and it's one of those like yeah, classic collection mm-hmm. ports. It's, yeah, it's I'm like excited. The, Sorry, the Capcom arcade thing where you can see the cabinet on the screen. It's a great day for people <laughs> who like seeing older hardware on their new hardware. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael, tell me about Valheim. Valheim. The game that Twitter can't shut the fuck up about. So Valheim came out two Valheim. weeks ago, but it has been completely blowing up uh, Twitter this week. And I I dipped my toes into it after Dave Rudden. Uh, he, he asked me, like, tell me what this Valheim thing I keep hearing about. And so I'm like, all right, I'll play it for you, Dave. And it's really good. It's really, really good. I don't really normally like survival games. And this is very much it's a survival sim. It feels a bit like Minecraft without the digging because you are uh, chopping down trees, you are building houses, you are building tools, but it has a focus and a point, and that is that you have been dropped into this world of Valheim uh, by a Valkyrie. You are a deceased Norse warrior, and your job is to hunt down these progressively bigger and meaner monsters. It kind of has a little bit of a Demon Souls vibe in that you're like dropped into a stone circle and each one represents a different boss and you're supposed to go find the boss, kill the boss and hang its head on its respective stone when you're done. Um, And I I went and my first I I didn't really know what I was doing at first. So I uh, just sort of wandered around, built an axe, cut down trees, gathered stones like why can't i make a house why can't i do anything i'm cold i can't build a fire and i was like oh you have to make a hammer and once you make a hammer you can make make a workbench and once you do that you open up all these crafting recipes and you can survive a little more easily and uh, i think i just got to the point where like 
I don't know what I'm doing. I have an axe. I killed two deer. Fine, I'll activate the first boss. And it's this towering stag with lightning horns that immediately, like, just came out and stomped me to death. And, like, okay, I'll steer clear of that. And then I respawned, and it's still there. And it came after me, and it wouldn't stop chasing me across the map. So finally, I'm just like, okay, quitting out, starting a new world. Now I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I can survive <laughs> a bit better. And like that time, like I beat him on the first try. So all right, it nice. and and but you know, um, it's 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 really fun, and it kind of has like this low poly slash voxely look. Like, but but when you're traipsing through the forest and looking at all these. Uh, you know, these, these green, simple shapes, uh, flowing around in this otherwise simple environment. Like this looks super pretty. I'm actually really impressed by how, how good this hmm. looks and how fun it is. It's been a while since I traipsed, Michael. You know how you much need I love to do traips. more traipsing, man. You need to get out there and do some traipsing. <laughs> what looks good to me is there, there's a certain level of that good. We were talking about Fallout earlier, that good jank. Mm. There's a lot of good jank in this game. Mm-hmm. I, I saw Dan Reichert was playing you streaming it. And there was a point where he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to light a fire in my house, which don't do that ever, no, by the way, no, in real no, life, no. you will die of carbon monoxide poisoning, but he caught himself on fire. Yep. And he runs out of the house, and then the game, because it didn't know, the UI gets caught up. It's like, you feel cold. He's, like, on fire <laughs> running through the environment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the game says, you feel cold. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the kind good. of jank I am here for. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be cold and wet. That's that's just the worst. God. Yeah, I mean, that's just good life advice. Oh, it's COVID yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. In, in Valhalla. Valheim. Yeah. I am interested in Valheim. I've been wanting to try it out for a little while here. I've been seeing other people play it. It kind of reminds me of Breakdown, if you guys remember that little indie game where the whole environment is destructible. Just Hmm. aesthetically, it reminds me of Breakdown. Um, It was like a Game Awards trailer or something back in the day, um, like last year. Uh, But yeah, it just looks really interesting. And you you telling me it has an actual distinct goal of killing these bosses really has me interested, Mm -hmm. more so than I've ever been. At at first, it was just like, oh, it just looks cool and it's popular. I'll check it out. But now you're really speaking my language. I like guided stuff. That gives you like a a purpose. And then it's like, okay, find my way to where the next boss spawns. It's always like an altar. You have to make an offering to make them appear. Figure out what I need to do to make them appear. And then uh, just like build a base nearby, harvest stuff to, to build out the base, kill monsters, do whatever it is that uh, I, I have to do to summon the thing. And then, but at the same time, like you are learning new crafting recipes. So it's like, all right, I have to uh, get enough stuff to craft this armor so that I can survive against this particular boss. And yeah, it, it's it, like it, it has a purpose. Like I, I have very rarely played a survival game that was this focused. It's neat. It feels like that's what survival games always needed for me. Because, yeah, when I play those games, I'm just like, what am I really doing here other than trying not to starve to yeah. death? Oh, also, it's too much uh, like real life. There's there's fun <laughs> yeah, videos. There's that, yeah. The uh, the trees, chopping down trees is actually extremely dangerous. It can kill you instantly if one lands on you or rolls over on you when you're in, if you're chopping a log and like all of a sudden like ah, it starts rolling down a hill onto me. Um, there's a video I saw of somebody chopping down a tree and it falls over, gets caught on the branches of another tree, uh, tips over so that the top of it is on the ground and then it slides off the tree and whips around and crushes the guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, like I said, that's the jank I'm here for. Yeah. Physics jank. Oh, it's the best. Fun. It's the best. I, I like this a lot, so I, I heartily recommend it. It's twenty. How, bucks how much Steam. is this game? Twenty bucks. 20? Only twenty. Only oh, I'll buy. Wow. Okay, that's worth. I'll it. buy yeah. that for twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen RoboCop. That's a reference I get. <laughs> Thank you. What have the also youngest guy gets Smash it. TV. <laughs> and Smash TV, too. Yeah. I've played that at least once. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, also, there's, there's a new update for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, River Raids. It adds a new River Raids mode where you can get a specialized boat and explore new maps full of new places to raid. But as jet you, ski, right? That's the boat. Jet ski, uh, yeah. It's a a Viking jet ski. Jet ski. Yeah. Vikings yeah. known for their jet skis. Valhalla Sea Dew. But it's spelled like S J I D O L. Yeah. All right. Um, well, anyway, that does it for the new releases. So let's move along to. I just realized, Emmett, probably <laughs> all of the technologies in that clip were obsolete before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a dial-up modem that oh, made okay. that sound. All right, all right. And all I've right. used the typewriter, okay. but right. yeah. Anything else, <laughs> I, that's I, it. I think typewriters <laughs> were obsolete before I was born. Honestly. Yeah, like, I, I used that not because it was still popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go yeah. seek that out. <laughs> there, there, there's sort of an artistic realness to them, and, and then you grow out of your 20s. <laughs> you want to talk artistic realness, Michael? I do. We, we only talk about the finest artistic realness in the VGA Hollywood segment. There's a there's a Dota anime in the works. Uh, what? Yeah. What's, what's a Dota? Defense of the Ancients. <laughs> I know what it is. I just don't want to watch it. But it was it was interesting to see Netflix tweet that, and like, uh, Dota fans clearly knew what it was, but no one else who follows Netflix on Twitter is like, why 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 would I care about whatever this is? I like, think this might excite you more, Chris. It's it's studio. Is it Mir or Mir? Uh, it's Dota. the South Korean studio that did the Legend of Korra, Voltron, Legendary Defender. Um, Those shows are amongst really good. other and Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge uh, anime, so you huh. you could you recognize their style. Yeah. Like when you saw, when I saw the trailer for this, I'm like, oh, that looks a little bit like Korra. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Kipo you know. is super good. I want to just take a second to recommend Kipo in the Age of Wonder Beasts. Okay, they, okay, they did Kipo. There you go. Mm-hmm. So oh, Kipo, eye out for it. The the surprising <laughs> thing to us when I when I showed you guys this news, we're like. Dota has a story, and apparently some of the characters do. Hmm. I don't believe you. Chris, ask me again what what a Dota is. What's a Dota? It's a round pastry with a hole in the middle. Motherfucker. <laughs> Why did I do that? I like so that one. Time. <laughs> it's so much time ruined with that. I'm not even sure uh, it works. Continue. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still piecing it together. Uh, maybe the Dragon Knight, Davian, and Moon Princess Mirai. Now, now see can... here. You played Overwatch. I, I have. Um, that didn't have a story in the game itself. It just had little, like, it had character elements, but it, they it released, alludes to a larger story. They were sure. they released short films that like uh, opened up vast swaths of story. So, yes. So yeah. I guess Dota could do that for people who play one game and one game only. Yes. Um, which this, is Dota. Those people will be very excited to have eight episodes coming March twenty fifth 
Um, just like Borderlands fans will be very excited to know. This is this is almost expected. Remember, I was complaining. I'm like, you know what, Kevin Hart, who who's who's the soldier. I'm like, he should really be playing Claptrap. No, nah, they went and did the obvious one. They got Jack Black signed oh, up yeah. to play. Are they required to be in every movie together. I'm just kidding. I, Kevin I, Hart's I think in way the first more time movies. Been in the movie together. No, no, uh, Jumanji, uh, Jungle, man. Uh, well, uh, John Jumanji. Shit, you're right. Jumanji I, 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 did exist. I'm, I'm I was thinking. I was thinking of the wedding movie where Josh Gad's in it. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh <laughs> a different funny God. white guy. <laughs> uh, a different fat white guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a funny fat white guy. Yes. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Jack Black is claptrap. Sure, that'll work. Works for me. I mean, I'm. I don't know about y'all, but the more they announce of this casting, the more I'm kind of getting excited for this Borderlands movie. Yeah, it could is be, it is could that be just good. me? Will it excite me enough uh, to finish Borderlands Three? All right. Well, I will concede that Kevin Hart didn't get me excited, but we already got what Kate? What's her name? Forgetting her name from Ragnarok. Blanchett. That Kate Blanchett is yeah. in there. Jamie Lee Curtis just got on board for Tannis. Oh, so yeah, like, cool. now we have Jack Black. I'm like, this is this. It, it just gives me vibes that it might just be weird enough to work. I, I I feel like Jack Black might need to be like raised a couple octaves to really pull off claptrap. He's like, look right. at me, I'm dancing. Like, eh, oh yo no, <laughs> it's a, it's a minor thirty twenty ten plug. But one of the the best voice actors I've ever seen is John Turturro and Monkey Bone. It needs oh to be appreciated God. a little more, and I wish he was mm. his high pitched version was Claptrap. He mm. sounds like Claptrap in the movie. We just watched it. Thirty twenty ten. This is the second time someone's brought up Monkey Bone to me this week, and I You're want to welcome. die. You're welcome. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> just Absolutely. much like Brendan Fraser's career. Oh, oh damn! You've never seen. You got to see a soul patch in this movie. Like <laughs> no, I really don't. I really don't. Hey, speaking of soul patches. They announced some of the hosts of uh, the new G4, and I left this one in because Emmett, I want to, I want to know, mm. do you remember Adam Sessler and, from X Play and Kevin Pereira from Attack of the Show? Do I remember these guys were low key my idols back in the day? <laughs> Shut like, up! No, I I watched a lot of G4 as a kid. Like, I, I just watched, like, I remember, even before it was just, like, the Cops rerun channel, like, I remember watching <laughs> Cinematech, Arena, um, I think Portal as well, like, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it I got the Cops rerun channel, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I was all over that thing. Before it was, I think, right after it was Tech TV is when I started watching it. Yeah, right after it became the Cheaters channel. Before it became the Cheaters channel, I was oh, that's all right. over it. Cheaters. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, th- so, so this yeah. is in addition. We already knew Austin Creed, the wrestler, is one of the hosts. Are you familiar with the other new hosts, uh, Overly May in Froskerin? Froskerin? I, I'm not familiar with them. Words. Mm-hmm. Froskerin, <laughs> now I have to look this up again, but Froskerin, I'm pretty sure... They had like the the neck tattoos, and I I was like, oh, they just yes. look really cool. I don't know who they are, but I want to see them on TV. <laughs> I mean, this is this is actually kind of what I was hoping they would do. I'd like to see a lot more new blood because when they started with Austin Creed, I was like, oh hell yeah, this is gonna be a completely new generation. Um, yeah. Happy to see Kevin. I always liked Kevin. I've liked Adam Sessler a lot, but you know, he's had some spicy moments on the internet in the last decade yes. oh yeah he's a spice. <laughs> so you know he's, he's full of spice oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah so i'm a little conflicted on him but overall, i liked him telling gamer like, get people to go fuck themselves that was fun yeah that not was a, not, fun not enough journalists did that yeah <laughs> including yeah, us and that's how we low-key ended up around these parts here yes um 
but yeah, I just hope that they keep pushing on with the reboot, and I keep I hope that they don't stay too rooted in the old and start branching into the new a little bit. And an mm-hmm. announcement like this, where you get two old guys, two new people, not actual old guys, but two of the old guard uh, to come here with some new faces, I like it. So I hope they keep. Oh no, that both those energy. men are old. They're fifty. Well, how so, how so did how really? did? <laughs> yeah. Sessler could be 50, but like, look Carrera, at me. Look maybe at late me. 40s. Look at me right now, Emmett. Sessler is at least a decade on me. <laughs> All he, right. Yes. This is your future, by the way. This is. Uh, well, I've been <laughs> counting it down. Yeah. I mean, but, but, yeah. but, but worse. Yeah. But worse. I'm liking the stuff they've put out recently. It's it's harkening back to that kind of weird humor that they did really well. Did you guys see that reunion special hosted by Ron Funches? No. Yep. I, I watched the it. Whole it was thing fucking live. hilarious, dude. It was really good. Mm-hmm. It hit a really good nostalgia. I love him as uh, was it King Shark on Harley Quinn? Fantastic. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love his Muppet Babies joke. <laughs> well, it made me. It made me wish. I'm like, they should get Ron Funches to be like a host on G4. Yeah. Like he's uh, really good. We on talked this. to him about being on the podcast. It turns out it costs quite a bit of money to get Ron Funches to do just anything. I bet. So yeah, we got reverted to an agent and uh, with a money. A, I'm like, oh, then this is off. Sorry, we wasted your time. <laughs> uh, this won't be yeah, happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, though. I'm excited for the reboot. Um, but that's enough Enough of the, the – this is all the preliminary news because we got the real news to talk about. There was a Nintendo Direct. The, the mm. first one, sep- September, September 2019? Yep. Yeah, 530 days since the – this is a full Direct. In the meantime, they've been giving us these mini Directs, which – I kind of prefer because they focus those on like a thing. They're like, hey, this is a Smash Direct. This is a Zelda Mini Direct. Like I kind of, I, I, I don't want to start it off on a negative note, but I felt this Direct was pretty unfocused. It was, it was what, if to use a cliche in journalism, a mixed bag, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I, not to make the same joke again, but like they were coming in pretty hot three hours after Rush Limbaugh died and like you need to announce a lot to make this news <laughs> to see like to overshadow this news this is the best news I've had in years so like you better announce Breath of the Wild 2 and 3 well here's what I'll do I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through some of the stuff if, it, if you guys if I see a response mm-hmm. out of the corner of my eye at any of these news items we'll stop but uh, right. first up uh, I mentioned another anime sword-wielding fighter comes to Smash. We got Xenoblade Chronicle 2's Pyre mm. is who joining is Smash. Is Pyre. Man, there are 20,000 people out there who are very excited. And Mithra. And, and I, Mithra. I really uh, wanted to like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and then I realized, like, oh, I can lock the camera so, like, with a close-up on the hero's ass and just walk really? around like that. <laughs> so so <laughs> the, kind of then they mad. announced two games that I thought were already on Switch. Uh, Fall Guys is coming to Switch in mm. the summer, and The Outer Wilds. I would have told you both were already on the system, but I know, I, Fall I, Guys. I love, but I love Nintendo. Like, we got these games! I'm like, I got both of those for no yeah. price. Yeah. Can They're you both on with Game that? Pass almost. Well, except yeah, yes. Fall Guys. <laughs> Outer Wilds no, Fall was Guys was P- uh, PS Plus when it debuted. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, like... Yeah. If you're going to, ch- I was telling my girlfriend, like, oh, you like those games? Like, yeah, I liked them when I didn't pay for them a year ago. <laughs> right. Like, right. Bingo. That's like asking me to pay for Rocket League. Like, I got that free when it first came out. I it's difficult to be excited that. for a game I already have, and now you want me to pay full price for it. Very, very difficult. So, uh, Samurai Warriors 5 is coming to Switch. Which... Michael, take this while I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the one thing that struck me about it was like, hey, this is the first time I've ever seen Oda Nobunaga young without a beard. 
So it's true. It does have sexy Nobunaga. I'd never mm-hmm. seen sexy Nobunaga before, nope. so that's good. Um, is that a character from the game or one of the developers? Two two old games are getting kind of these weird update ports. Uh, that these are these were Japan only games. So uh, Famicom Detective Club are were a series of games back in the day that they are bringing. It's so weird the way they're doing this. They're they're keeping them separate. They have the missing heir and the girl who stands behind. They're being ported to Switch on the 14th. I looked. They're $35 each. These are basically... These are probably like early... The earliest visual novels or some of the earliest visual novels Hmm. to ever have existed, right? I I don't know why, but I'm getting a strong vibe that like if I went back and looked at the originals, I'm sure they would be like in a very distinct Japanese style of multiple choice text adventure where it's it's just Mm -hmm. like here's a, a, a list of directions and actions on screen like oh i hit talk and they they look like shadowgate or something like that or or like yeah. if if you ever played that but matt hates shadowgate yeah yeah boy you you know how me, about the right? uninvited <laughs> my renowned hatred for shadowgate um i don't know these look these look like there's a more going on than your typical visual novel yeah. like there there was some at least look like actiony sequences or something i don't know the animations at least cool um speaking of old games coming to switch uh, legend of mana the playstation exclusive i think right ps1 uh jrpg is coming to switch is it which... ps1 or gba i guess ps1 that makes sense i think that it's looks... a yeah it's a playstation era uh that game weird as fuck follow up to uh <laughs> second densetsu 3 right so this is the fourth game in the mana series I don't know. That question is for Michael because I did not expect yeah, I was about to say I'm yeah. I mean, <laughs> fourth or fifth? Yeah, I don't know. Monster Hunter Rise got a new trailer. We'll this see. one looked really good. I don't even play Monster Hunter, but this trailer looked really neat. I I'm, I I love Monster Hunter to death, and this this looks like um I I, I don't know. Did you disagree with me? I, it looks like a re, remastering of a bunch of 3ds stuff, which I love. It's not I, quite. I world. was trying to figure out, like, yeah, because it, it it's weird. It looks like it falls right in the middle of like 3ds Monster Hunter visuals, and then Monster Hunter World. Like, it looks like either a downres Monster Hunter World or like a supremely upres 3ds. I mean, some some of the levels can... and models I, I recognize from 4 um, G, and and but it looks good. And I think they were always they always were meant to be upres a little bit. And the last game on the 3ds was 60 frames a second. It just it just needs a little bit more more power, um, and uh, if they can streamline the performance the same way World did, I don't know how they do that. Never mind. Like well, I'll I'll just find out with everybody else. The trailer had one wow moment for me, which is like you're mounted on a monster, and then it almost you're you're doing like a kaiju battle because you're controlling that monster to fight another yes. monster. Yes. Like that's new. Yeah, that so was Dante's cool. Inferno vibes. <laughs> Or God of War 3 vibes, same thing. (laughs) Uh, This might be the biggest announcement to me of the show, other than maybe the last one. There's a new Mario Golf game coming, and it looks fucking so insanely excited. I hate golf and people who play it, but (laughs) I I love Mario Golf. It's amazing, it's awesome. I I love video golf. I'm not a huge fan of the actual sport Mm, golf, like, I suck at it, but like, video golf, I'm okay for. This one has some cool stuff, though. There's, like, party games included. And then, um, and by the way, it's mode. called Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, uh, then they, they have an RPG single-player mode, and that's what it, I'm there for. It had something that's... I'd never seen in a golf game before, 
tra- half the trailer was people sprinting. And yes, there's speed <laughs> golf. There's why. a speed golf mode. Love it. That's coming soon too. That's June, June 25th. Um, um, the last Mario Golf game was amazing, and for 3DS only. So I'm excited uh, to see what they do on the. A bunch of other stuff that I'm, I'm not even going to go over. Although, Emmett, you did say you are excited for Knockout City coming Hell May 21st, yeah. right? Hawk, Knockout City, I am game? so excited for it. Yeah, it gives me... I kind. I feel like part of my brand at this point is just liking games that no one cares about. And this <laughs> falls into the Rocket Arena slot that I love. Um, it, it, yeah, It gave me strong Rocket Arena vibes for sure. Yeah, like, I'm sure for a lot of people. And I liked Rocket Arena. I'm a big apologist for that game. And I have grown up loving dodgeball. That is literally my favorite sport and so it's i the best PE I kind game, of, period yeah exactly i was mm. i was the god in pe at dodgeball and crab walking but that's besides the point um <laughs> but yeah i i just love dodgeball a lot so to see a game being made about it i love stick bold which is another dodgeball inspired party game uh that came out a couple years ago so to see them pull it into 3d with like online matchmaking stuff like that really excited for it i'm gonna be playing that beta i got a bunch of beta codes for it so i'm definitely oh, jumping nice. to that beta this weekend uh no more heroes 3 is a game that probably mm. would feature both a crab walking and a dodgeball mode yeah. um that is that got dated august 27th that's so that's, yeah, that's real and that's cool. coming I'm soon looking forward to see what they do with the legit no more heroes because i did not like travis strikes again very much all right right um, this game, I at first when I said, I'm like, how weird! It's like this FPS with like a card game mechanic, and then yes. I found out it's the dude behind Donut uh, County. Donut County. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's the guy behind Donut County. It, Neon White mm. is this multiplayer arena game where it's like a first person shooter, but like you're collecting cards that you then have to choose from. They they're basically like your attack powers in that match. Like and, yes. and narrated by the tsunami guy. Is that in the game? <laughs> his, his name's Steve Bloom. He has a body of work outside oh, of Tunami. No, his name is Tom, and he's in the middle of a non-canonical event. Don't lecture me on Tunami. <laughs> I, Do, I will say that game does look really neat. Like as soon as I saw Annapurna, and then a first-person action game right after that, yeah. I just got super hyped because that's just like that's literally the peanut butter and chocolate of games, in my opinion. <laughs> but what what a departure from Donut County, which I loved. Donut mm-hmm. County. I'm like to go first-person multiplayer. Okay, I'm listening. I'm, I just yeah, downloaded it again for. My, me and my girl to play because Donut County is a crowd pleaser for it's everyone amazing. who yeah. thinks it's they don't amazing. like games. Too short, but good. The yeah. Switch is getting Metopia, so again, another old game coming to Switch. I, hold on, because I was telling you, but like these are 3DS levels and Monster Hunter. I'm like, they can't do 3DS, and like, yeah, they can. And then like they announced Metopia like right afterwards. I'm like, <laughs> dude, the, here come the 3DS ports, and I'm all for it because yeah. most everything yeah. else that comes to Switch is. Uh, either on steam or terrible yeah so I wish it was going to be free to play too but then they put a 60 dollar price on it i'm like oh okay I forget it's 60 it's 60 when i looked at it i'm like god you know what this looks like a game pass game Not a game pass game. this looks like a street pass game i, I got and excited we all, we for all... a second i was like are they gonna add game pass to switch that well so badass <laughs> i mean not now not now obviously but no no someday. but then i was like wait they should add Street Pass games to Switch. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been a huge announcement. That would have made this direct for me. I just want, I, I want. Uh, uh, oh my god, I lost it. What's the th- first 3D Zelda game, game called? Oh, <laughs> Ocarina of uh, Time. Ocarina of Time. Three, 3D. Yeah. Ocarina. I, of I, time. I want. I want that ported anywhere but 3DS, yes. and I want Dark Moon, uh, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Um, I would like those to exist on another platform that's not my 3DS because I don't even know where mine is right now. I could not find it. Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. 
well, you can't get Dark Moon, but you can get a Luigi hat in Animal Crossing. They announced Mario collaboration. Could also, go fuck, fuck myself. I'm not playing that game anymore. This, this is the weirdest thing because it's like I was expecting some sort of Animal Crossing, like an event announcement or something, and it's literally just items you can buy in the shop. It it feels like the least they can do. I, dude, I feel like I got that in that mobile Animal Crossing game. Like I had some Mario yeah. items in there. So anyway, um, uh, this was a huge announcement to a lot of people who are like Octopath Traveler fans. Mm. This is a temporary name, I'm assuming, but Project Triangle Strategy is a new tactical RPG from Squeenix, um, but it is the team behind Octopath Traveler. Excuse me, we say Octopus Troubler around here. Oh, um, um, you're right. You're th- there, is, there is, there is a, a free demo of uh, Triangle strat- Strategy. What's it called again? Uh, project Triangle project Strategy. Triangle Michael. Strategy. That, yeah, don't amazing. forget the project to, to let you know it's a temporary <laughs> that, is, that is also the title of my book, and I will be suing about how to get girls. So <laughs> I, It's also the second or third square title to keep Project on it, like this past year, because they also have Project Athea, which just got moved back. So. Oh, yeah, true. The Switch is such a weird system now. God. I know we're stuck at home from COVID, but you can still make up names for your games, guys. You can, you know, <laughs> you can think um, from home. <laughs> Let's see. I know. I know someone in the LTC is working on this next game. They uh, they showed well. They they had a teaser for Star Wars Hunters, which is a multiplayer shooter from Zynga coming in 2021. So it is a shooter. Uh, that's they didn't show gameplay, yeah. huh? Okay, maybe yeah. they put that in the press release, but I, didn't show it. I in thought this, maybe in it was another auto battler like that Star Wars mobile game. No, it's one of those Nancy Drew find a find an image things. You got to circle <laughs> stuff. <laughs> when I, I mean, it's when Zynga, I saw so Zynga, press. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, this. I thought the same as Michael. I, I thought it was going to be that that EA game, which is kind of like yeah, an auto battling thing. Mm. Um, World's End Club is a new detective story from the makers of Danganronpa. It's out May twenty eighth. Mm. Anyone? If you make Ga- Danganronpa, why don't you just make more Danganronpa? I don't get it. That trailer was kind of like, yeah, Danganronpa and is it nine 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 or no zero escape? Um, but they they I, I appreciated the trailer was just like these kids are caught in a killing game. Oh wait, no, it's canceled. But the world's empty. What happened? Like, oh, okay, could be interesting. <laughs> is, is the world's end club thing a reference to the world ends with you? Like that that's what game? I thought. But I, I don't think, think so. that's the case because no. they're different I, companies. You would have seen a pop if that was the case. Like yeah. Twitter would have gone crazy, in my opinion. A pop. I love the wrestling reference. Um, we had another set <laughs> of old uh, games coming to Switch. Man, Ninja Gaiden trilogy. Hell yeah! Switch. I was so excited about that, and it was like, if you say this is available now, I will lose my mind. Buy this and talk about this on yeah. DGA forever. And then like June, like. Are you making me wait for these thirteen-year-old yeah. games? What it the fuck? Hurts. What's not done here? The only the only <laughs> issue I have is like, oh, it's the Sigma versions, which like is that is that th- worse? It's not necessarily worse, but it's different. And like I, you know, just watching fans talk about it to try to understand what the difference is, and the the impression that I get is like that the the Xbox ones, the originals, are a bit bloodier, and then mm-hmm. the uh, the Sigma ones kind of change some things around, like you're fighting fewer enemies because you don't have as many weapons or, or stuff like that. That it's it, it's they, just they, a little they, different. I, I know Sigma simplified things a little bit, so a lot of the people who enjoyed the difficulty of mm-hmm. the originals. But it does add things like a boss fight against the Statue of Liberty, so that's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't wait. I remember I it did that. add some some extra some bonus stuff in there. Yeah. Um, yes, and but yeah, it's Sigma one and two. 
And then uh, Ninja Gaiden 3, Razor's Edge. So there you go. Uh, we were talking about Hyrule Warriors, another Musou game. Age of Calamity is getting DLC this spring for a low $20. You can get in on that. New stages, new characters. Maybe the game was a like low that. $20. <laughs> I'm going to ignore this next game because I know it's a TL favorite, but it's uh, my least favorite Zelda game, Skyward Sword. It's coming to Switch. No, I would not ignore that. Wah, wah. that is That's kind of the, first... the only news that happened, Loki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, had, they, they trotted out that poor man like, I have nothing to tell you, but I've been told I have to sit here anyway. That was it, awful. It, it was, was awful. So it's weird. like, I know you're expecting a Breath of the Wild 2 announcement. That's one. Sorry. Like, I kind of wanted to come... <laughs> Uh, ages ago, because it's like, well, the Switch has motion controls, and uh, we talked about this endlessly. Looks absolutely horrible on a 4K TV. I yep. will say that. Um, so I'd I'd like a version that I can. It doesn't look badly pixelated. I'd like one that doesn't give me nerve damage and doesn't physically yeah. hurt to play. Yeah, but I I am right. interested. Like they have that thing where you like tilt the the joystick to to slash. And uh, yes. I told you it was possible, VGA yeah. listeners. I said they could do this. Ugh. And this yes. is canonically Honor, the first yeah. Zelda. I don't think that matters. Yeah, for Honor's uh, the reference I made yeah. when I saw that control scheme. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so I, yeah, I am glad that you can play that motion controls optional. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I make fun of Skyward Sword. It's still a Zelda game, so it's still like head and shoulders above most games. It's just my least favorite recent Zelda. Oh yeah, game. the the, the Wii the Wii has the worst Zelda games. Period. I, I do remember like uh, our our coworker her reviewed it. I think gave it a nine when it came out and she got so much flack from Zelda fans. But then like when we were talking about game of the year discussions, like she brought that up and was like, but you gave that a nine. It's like, well, I wouldn't have given it a nine if I knew it would exclude it from this discussion. (laughs) Okay. Wow. There must be something there. It's out July 16th. Uh, People, a lot of people who maybe didn't play it originally will now get to play that. Like me. I'll be there. Same. Cool. Mm. Uh, and I will be there for Splatoon 3 when yes. that hits. I think they're estimating 2022. <laughs> if you want to call that an estimation. I, I got really excited at first because I'm like, wow, they're, they're spending a lot of time on like, it looked like there was going to be like a single player campaign mode. And then by the end of the trailer, it's just like, no, it's Splatoon. Like, it looks like Splatoon with some, like, Battle Royale elements. Like, you get to pick where you drop in on the map. It looks like uh, like... Splatoon mixed with the Force Awakens teaser trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Mixed with a little, like, Miyazaki or something. There's that whole segment where you're just sitting on that subway car for, like, 30 seconds in the trailer. I'm like, what's going on here? What's happening? And that was a Bernie meme with the knee hour. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of course. He had to point it out to me, like... It was the first time, like, only the Nintendo Twitter elaborated on what was happening there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Nintendo Twitter was just, like, breaking down, like, and here's what you could do this. And then I'm like, okay, like, I I like Splatoon 2 quite a bit. I didn't mind the single-player mode there. I just was like, I... I wouldn't mind. Like, give me a single-player open-world campaign yeah. Splatoon game. I'm kind Ooh. of intrigued well, by that. Like, I was, I was telling you guys, like, I love absolutely everything about Splatoon except for the experience of actually playing the game. Like, and I'm yeah. not even saying it's it's bad or not fun. It's a lot of fun. It's just, like, I don't find multiplayer that compelling to, to keep me coming back. And I feel I, like I the, don't find real shooters that compelling. I've always called it Nickelodeon the game. Mm-hmm. The music, the motif makes me feel like I'm watching television when I'm like 10 years old I feel very happy but I've never liked the gameplay that much I mean I I enjoy Uh, the gameplay but it's just like I feel like what's there to support the gameplay isn't as compelling as just running around splatting stuff 
for me, it's really fun in short bursts. But mm-hmm. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't play that. How game do you? For like how do you do a time. battle royale where you're not actually shooting anyone? You're covering ground with <laughs> with colors. Yeah. Well, you can mm-hmm. shoot. You can shoot people. But yeah, yeah, it's really not about that. You know. It's, yeah. What does that look yeah. like? Because mm-hmm. all the open world games are the battle royales I play. I could probably sit here and cover about an acre with no, without seeing anybody early in the game. <laughs> like, and then someone walks sure. into your gag and it's a fight. That's what happens. <laughs> yes. Imagine if you painted the ring, Chris. The ring is closing in on you because the other team painted it. There you God, go. a wall Ooh. of goop. That would actually be actually cool to see. Yes. <laughs> yes. Splatoon's right. good, but it, it, it didn't feel like it should have been the, the last announcement for this thing. I, I think yeah. everyone was kind of expecting like, some heavy hitter like honestly i'm worried that we're not going to see metroid prime 4 or bayonetta 3 yeah i I think they they really fucked themselves or i mean i don't know matt maybe you know a little more about this i I think we we should close in our not on like a ring in a battle royale game we should close in our hype cycles a little bit you shouldn't announce a game three years before it comes out but nintendo didn't do that but then it that one year they did it a lot and then yeah. just keep telling us like we have nothing to talk about here. I'm like, like I'm not the typical gamer, but I'm mad that I sat through this and I hate every other game you announced. Cause I thought I was going to hear more about prime and Zelda. And- so someone pointed this out to me. I think what's happening here, Nintendo in recent years, they have taken on a new strategy of marketing where they really only show, announce and show games six months before yeah, launch. Six like months. The, the games are pretty much done and ready. Mm-hmm. I think what's happening here is we're stuck in between those, for wow. those games, they're stuck on this weird <laughs> shoulder thing of like, oh, this is the old way where we'd pre-announce yeah. and then the new way. So it's like, literally there's like this barren desert of not hearing so, anything. Sorry about announcing Metroid Prime, Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 and Bayonetta well, 3. <laughs> I'll say Metroid Prime, they kind of get off the hook a little bit because they had that whole controversy where it wasn't working out. Then they had to take it, give it to a different yeah. developer. So, yeah. like, I'm cool with not hearing about that. But where the what is going on with Bayonetta? It's getting troubling yeah. at this point. It's Bayonetta like two three or three is years. worrying me. That's, That's not concerning. even Nintendo developed. What is happening? What yeah. is going on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Tell us Metroid that. Prime. The reboot though was early 2019, right? So it's like it could theoretically be getting close to yeah. them being able to show some gameplay. So. Yeah, I think it was one of the last games we streamed on the YouTube channel, or Laser Time YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever that was. Well, that was all the big Nintendo announcements and all the news that's fit to play. Ba-da! Yay. Community segment, which is always a segmenting. Hello! Our community, last week's question of the week was, if you could create an evil version of any video game character, who would it be and why? Uh, Emmett, you weren't here uh, when we originally asked that question. Do you have an answer? My answer would honestly be, honestly, Sackboy. I think that'd just be funny to see. <laughs> Sackboy. Okay. Yeah. And as soon as uh, I said that, I thought, wait, isn't that just Naughty Bear? But I'm still keeping it. <laughs> I'm locking that in. That's a, we always love a good Naughty Bear reference uh, on the show. <laughs> yeah, but but imagine imagine a Sackboy that undoes people's levels. Hmm. Ooh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be cool. Uh, instead cool. of play, create, share, it's not have tear. fun destroy tear down what, what did selfish. sarah come up with for her, her 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 like a uh, alternate universe karen um scowl scowl die hate um, <laughs> it was the opposite of live laugh love <laughs> yes yes scowl oh god sure scowl die hate well uh from vintagamepocalypse.com giant short stacks says 
For some reason, the worst thing I could think of is an evil palette swap of Max from Life is Strange. Imagine Ooh. somebody given the power to manipulate time, and thus every situation they find themselves in, and everyone they talk to. Now imagine that person is a teenager. I can't uh -oh. think of many worse <laughs> candidates to give the power to break time to and reality itself. Unlike that craggy grimace named Thanos, Max abuses the ability to rewind time immediately and often. She uses a superpower that can cause reality to tear itself in twain to drop buckets of paint on her bullies, get the names of skateboard tricks right, and take longer naps. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I just want to see a version of that scene where hundreds of birds start slamming into the school's windows in a shower of blood and feathers, where the main character just goes, cool, man, like an evil Bart Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, depending on your final choice in that game, you can just make Max evil if you want to. That's yeah. not what they intended to be, but for, as far as I'm concerned, that's an evil ending. <laughs> yep. Lambert is Dead says, keeping the Mario theme, I'd actually like to see uh, to see an evil Luigi. Um, you sort of do in the yeah. uh, Bowser's Fury, um, but it's not really. Uh, Mario has always come across as more of a blank slate, too generic a good guy to really do anything as a villain. In his solo games, uh, and even in some of the platformers, Luigi has, uh, has had loads more personality and much more to tinker with when it comes to making him corrupt. <laughs> Uh, I also think that uh, even if he were evil, he'd also just be as cowardly and self-interested as he appears in the Mansion series, so would never do anything that might actually get him into trouble, so would resort to the pettiest little tortures he could imagine, uh, as is his only outlet from the dark cloud of impotent rage that toils away in his massive head. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, afraid of any punishment, he'd resort to uh, mailing boxes of Koopa shit to Mario, having rehearsed his uh, looks of fake shock and horror in the mirror for weeks before. Me? Um, he'd he'd <laughs> practice his sympathetic support as he uh, gets dressed in the morning, knowing that Princess Daisy would co would come crying to him that she received another phone call at three in the morning, which consisted of nothing but someone screaming "Big cock" down the, <laughs> down the line cock. and hanging up. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, only Toad has seen this monster's real face, but not every day. Uh, he could only fall down the stairs so many times before Peach would start asking questions. Uh, is it weird that I never even considered that Koopas could shit? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we just talked about the first Mario. Their shit is explosive. Yeah. It's the only thing left when you stomp them. I guess. Uh, uh, also, um, yeah, that that was the, the Game Boy one, Super Mario Land, where they explode. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, yeah, the oh. I, I guess we we sort of had an evil Luigi in Super Paper Mario. Like Luigi was turned out to be spoilers a villain, and it's very obviously him just in like a super villain mask, like a little. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he was also I guess someone didn't play through the campaign of Mario Tennis. It was no. evil Luigi that entire time. Oh, is that oh, the one uh, where he steps on Mario's shoes angrily? <laughs> I forget which one that is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a, a that is a animation. reference that I'm loving um, it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the evil version really of Luigi mean. as well, Luigi. Just saying. Mm. Mm -hmm. True, true. Yeah, and uh, from the official Laser Time Facebook community, Andrew Joseph says, I think an evil take on Mega Man mm. would be interesting. Remake the first three to four games where he is destroying robot masters that aid the environment. Eventually, the world turns to ruin, and only the oil tears of roll can change his robotic heart. Dr. Light works for the energy sector. Dr. Wily is crazed as usual. 
Think of it as a robotic take on Captain Planet where the original 24 robot masters, yes, even Top and Hardman, call upon Proto-Man as the savior. Oh. Uh, we were the monsters all along, Mega Man. I think I, I, I wrote an article to, to that effect. Like I, I did like a top seven assassins or something, and I had Mega Man. It's like, yes, he's given targets and he goes and kills them. He is an assassin. Yeah. You, you say, you say, no, he's not an assassin. He's a good guy. How do you know he's a good guy? He only knows he's a good guy because Doctor Light tells him he's a good guy. What right. if he's just going and destroying the creations of uh, famed industrialist Doctor Wily, and he's just being fed a line of propaganda? It's all there in the Proto Men's lyrics. Wow. For fuck's sake, mm-hmm. they tell you everything. <laughs> you destroy the working class, all you get is a broken machine. <laughs> it's, it's right there. I need that Mega Man Dark reboot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. Matt Hansel over at the Facebook group says, uh, it'll never happen, but let us be the baddie or join the bad guys team in a Pokemon game and bring Pokemon into your submission and be a terrible trainer. Um, that's a little bit wild. Don't know if I like that one because I don't know. I've never thought of if you're really going to be bad guys in a Pokemon game and it's not just Nintendified, it would be a lot darker than any of us would probably want. <laughs> I mean, are, are we thinking like Team Rocket level of yeah. bad where they're not really bad? They're that's, just that's what I, that, See, that seems like that the next fun. DLC. Yeah. yeah. Beat, beat yeah. up all those kids that keep challenging you and take their Pokemon. <laughs> See, if you actually start beating up kids, if you get that dark, then you're you're very few degrees away from like Michael Vick Pokemon. And I don't like that thought. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> dark. Uh, very dark very quickly. <laughs> but hey, they're evil. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right. Well, on Twitter, uh, Conniption Fit says, I would like evil Tom Nook. He, he, How would you know? Yeah, he already mm-hmm. is, arguably. Uh, he would also give you a home loan, but he would charge interest. Also, he wouldn't buy stuff. He would make you work 40-plus hours doing a job you hate for a wage too low to pay off your house. I want this so we can see Tom was a hero all along. Thank you, Conniption Fit. You see the truth. Mm. I can't really argue with that. (laughs) His emails are villainous. Um, And then uh, Dr. Watt. Dr. Wowie says, uh, I would like to see the evil version of Princess Peach starting in her own game. Holy shit, that's a good idea. Uh, at this point, even Toad has starred in more games than her, and that is just criminal. So for this hypothetical game, maybe uh, Peach eats a bad mushroom or something that removes all of her inhibitions, and she realizes that she has had enough of Bowser's bullshit, gives herself a punk rock makeover, and goes on a rampage through Bowser's kingdom. It could play like Hulk, Ultimate Destruction. (laughs) 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 Letting you destroy Bowser's world while listening to awesome death metal remixes of classic Mario tunes. Maybe you could even get a Mega Mushroom, turning Peach kaiju-sized, putting all that tall tall women from Resident Evil 8 to shame and uh, making certain corners of the internet very happy. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Also, on a completely unrelated note... Kush dude butt is Brazilian. Oh, butt, butt yeah. from yes, butt, butt is the only uh, is only his, his name in the English version. In the Japanese version, it's Marco Rodriguez. What? <laughs> Why is his name butt in the English version? <laughs> like as as far as I know, Kush nude butt it would be like a Pakistani name. That's <laughs> the only when right. when butt wins right. around, his name flies across the screen in like sixteen different fonts. It's so wonderful, incredible. Uh, Hey, I do not want to ignore that because I feel like it's really good to get this response on the day of Corella's movie trailer because this just strikes that vibe. Just 
just Princess Peach dressed up in goth makeup, just prototyping around an open world. Let's go. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. The Princess Peach. The Princess Peach. Hell yeah. You let Mike Amari. <laughs> Finally, we have a video response from Mike Amari. Hey, VJ crew. Mike Amari here with the question of the week. Question of the week, of course, was if you could have an evil version of any existing character, which one would it be? Uh, I tried turning this over my head a bunch, thinking of different characters. I actually came up with a few that already had evil versions. Uh, so I dug back deep in my memory and I thought nothing would be better than having an evil version of Dr. Wright from the SNES version of SimCity. Uh, Dr. Wright was a green-haired caricature of Will Wright, the guy who created SimCity. And he would be there to give you advice on how to better run your city and tell you when you've hit certain milestones. Uh, so I'm thinking of, like, an evil version of him. Of course, I, I love the violent Ken naming convention, so I would call him Violent Wright. He would probably have the same head just with, like, a negative or nega version of him, much more, like, evil scowl on his face. And, of course, he would be, you know, transplanted onto, like, a huge buff, like, ripped body. Uh, but more importantly about Doctor, the evil Doctor, right, violent right, as it were, uh, would be his city policies. Uh, he would be telling you how to do all the worst things for your citizens, how to raise taxes super high uh, to push out the less wealthy patrons of your city, how to gerrymander your district so that, you know, uh, votes go in your favor every time, and really just how to keep certain parts of your city down and keep them under the boot heel, as so many mayors and leaders in American cities have done. Uh, just imagine Flint, Michigan, and you get an idea of what Violent Right would suggest that you do as you play SimCity. Not only <laughs> that, but he would be purposely holding back yeah, on say, things like scientific right. research so that natural disasters would have bigger and a harder impact. Uh, hell, let's throw it out the window here. He also has, like, weather powers. He himself, personally, will cause the weather to destroy your cities. He's the one who calls for the tornadoes. He's the one who pulls up the earthquakes from the sea. If we're going full anime with this... He himself is teaming up with Bowser in that SNES version uh, to destroy your city, laughing the entire time. Uh, so yeah, if I can have an evil version of a character, that would be the one I would most like to see. Uh, thank you for listening to me again this week, guys. I look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you, Mike. Blew my mind. Blew my mind, Mike. Um, you know, 20 years ago, no one noticed when Norm MacDonald created the term fake news. It was how he introduced his SNL weekend update. Was it really? And now the fake news, yes. Huh. And uh, it was just a thing he said. And I think and I want MSNBC to pay attention. Mike Amari just coined the term violent right. Um, and you <laughs> yeah, might be using that a lot in your newscasts uh, 10 years from now. Yeah, one thing I would like to point out, Mike, though, is you said high taxes would make the poor people flee a city. No, no. That makes the wealthy flee areas with yeah. high taxes. <laughs> I'm spoken like a true. I'm a nimby too. Also, I'm very impressed the restraint he showed by not calling evil Will Wright just Will Wrong. Call me. Evil wrong. Violent wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe put an extra W in there. Why not? Um, All right. New question of the week. Um, What is a series that you would like to change the genre of? Genre bend it. What's the series? What would you convert it to? Um, I hadn't prepared for this, so I'm just going to say I would like to see. Dark Souls become an ultra-realistic military FPS. Um, not because that makes any sort of sense, but because it's wildly inappropriate and people are getting angry right now. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I, like I, I would like. I would like to see um, Brutal Legend Two remove all of its RTS elements and just Please. be a fucking yes. platformer. Just, just be that. Mm. Yeah. Just yeah. be open that world. wonderful open-world Zelda-like. 
Good I'm one. going to absolutely cheat because my, my answer kind of defies genres, and it's an old game, but I would take Act Razor, which is one of my favorite games of all time, maybe maybe one of as close to perfect as you can get with a classic game. Instead of those side-scrolling action sequences, I would make those like a, in a more immersive RPG where you're actually going out and solving missions and helping like the mm. citizens of this world that you mm. are building up and supporting. And then you would still have those other more like, uh, not RTS, but kind of sim segments where you're building up the world in between levels and stuff. I don't know. I, th- I think ActRaiser needs to come back and maybe that's the way we do it. Just saying. You are, you'd be the god that is helping the people that you're supporting when you're not in your god form, you know? I like it. Yeah. I like it. The easy one for me would be, I just want Cuphead and anything that isn't Cuphead. Mm. You okay? <laughs> because okay. I literally uh, bought the art book for Cuphead and I can't get past the first level. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah, it's too, it's too much for me. It's too much for me. And I've tried multiple times on PS4 and Switch. But that art style is just so mesmerizing. And I'm in, I'm in love with that art style and that aesthetic so much that you put that into a less difficult platformer or a third person shooter or a melee combat game anything i will take it as long as it's not so punishingly difficult um i would eat up cuphead in any other form that's why i'm excited for the next flit show so yeah, yeah that's my i was gonna kid. say chris could probably just tell you about some cartoons you could watch if you like the art style it's like old school disney stuff like i i grew up on a lot of that stuff back in the day well not directly but i used to watch a lot of that stuff just by seeking it out so yeah i'm digging that vibe i just want more people to copy it me too, and 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 fewer racist old men. That would be great. Too. Yes, I would <laughs> love would that. Yeah, <laughs> certainly, Cuphead is a great example of what happens when you make a cartoon with no racist 80, 90 year olds. Yeah, <laughs> it ends up being better. Certainly, <laughs> bingo. Uh, survive the next millennium. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my answer to uh, Splatoon. I wish it was a an open world third person action platformer shooter, and I'm kind of hoping that's what the single player ends up Ooh. is in Splatoon three. But anyway, yes, uh, how would you genre bend a series? Let us know uh, what series would you change the genre of? What would it be? Go to vidgamapocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode four hundred and seven. Uh, alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook, and uh, there'll be a thread there where you can answer, or you can just ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. But that has been our show, so let's go out with some plugs. Um, Emmett, once again, where can people find you? Uh, once again, you can find me. Twitter is the main place to go. At EJSpun61 is where you can find me. That's where I'll tweet about everything I'm doing, including uh, the Players Club podcast, which is the podcast I host over at VGU.com. Uh, that is the main thing that I work on there. So you can check that out over there at VGU.com. Uh, and then also my Twitch channel. I'm going to be streaming a lot soon. I'm going to be playing most of the Ratchet & Clank games. I- I've played a lot of them. But I haven't played the original trilogy and Tools of Destruction on PS3. So um, we'll be streaming that leading up to a Rift Apart in the, I think, what, June it's coming out? I think so. Yeah. Are you going to add Quest for Booty to that rotation? I saw that post. <laughs> I I am playing, I think I already played Quest for Booty. Okay. And I would platinum it. If there was a platinum, I would platinum it. But 
that's my motivation. So I'm just not going to go back to it. I've already beaten it. So Fair enough. I just got to yeah. go back and play that PS4 game and finish it because it was so good and I just never <sighs> finished it. Dude, I play that. And if you want to use PlayStation now, Kraken Time is the one you got to play too. Yeah, I love okay. Kraken Time so much. So yeah, that's that's where you can find me though. Yeah, EJ Spun Six One, wherever you are, that's where I am. Oh, <laughs> am it? I, that's the last time I swear. <laughs> 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 that's the last time. Uh, man, there's so many things to look forward to here because I'm finally gonna get we're finally gonna get up. Laser Time's best television of 2020. I know it's been almost two months, uh, but we also have an episode about erotic thrillers and. I have an exclusive inter- interview with one of our buddies, Dan Amrick, who was in one of the erotic thrillers. <laughs> oh. This is a true story. Um, and um, there's a version you'll hear on the show and a version patrons will hear about his whole acting career. It's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard, the funniest recordings I've ever been present for. It's real long, um, but I wanted to... We, we, we have it in laser time uh, next week um, or the week after. I can't remember. I'm so out of sorts right now. But uh, we are up to date on 302010 games. 302010 is talking about Monkey Bone this week. Thank God. Um, and and if you want to see a bunch of uh, two very angry ladies talk about the uh, 2011 sex comedy Hall Pass, it's, it was fun for me to be around. Uh, I didn't make the movie. So <laughs> your fault, Chris. I, I I had a blast listening to it. I'm like, oh boy, yeah. I, I knew this movie was stupid and bad, but like, holy shit, Sarah and Diana are pissed. This is great. Um, one of the, the greatest reasons to listen to thirty twenty ten. And uh, uh, Matt, are we gonna try and do a bonus timey thingy tomorrow? Yes, sir. Um, uh, California Adventure, the pathetic, sad, and mildly villainous venture from Disney in California is 20 years old. <laughs> and Matt knows way more about it than I do. I've been, I feel like I've been there a lot, but um, I bet you saw it when it was even sadder. I saw it before it opened. I went to a preview event when it was, wow. yeah, it was, whoo, sparse. Sparse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, bonus time. You can get that patreon.com slash laser time at the $5 yeah, or more man. level per month. Um, and then, after you do that, Head on over to the twitch.tv slash Maddie C. Allen. I'm trying to put together a final Monday Night Movie in celebration of Black History Month. I don't know, Chris, if you're still down for this. I, I think I'm going to do it. I found a place where you can stream House Party for free. Oh, I really hell want to yeah. close out the month with House Party, man. <laughs> you're All making right. good choices, man. House Party fucking rips. Uh, House Party Damn rules. It. I'll kick your fucking ass. <laughs> uh, so that, so show Love up that. or I'll kick your fucking ass. That's going to be Monday night. Um, and then, you know, I, I stream games throughout the week at the same place. Playing, uh, picked Yakuza back up. I'm in, going back to Yakuza 5 and then 6 so I can, I can circle back around. Hopefully I'll have an Xbox Series X by then to play Like a Dragon on. So <laughs> check me out there. You can follow me on Twitter at Matty C. Allen to find out when I'm going live. You, you, you got a line on Xbox Series X? I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I a lot of confidence there. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll have this unobtainable thing. I said, sure. hopefully, I will have hopefully. a series. Of- uh, yes. <laughs> Guys, you do know each Yakuza game is like 100 hours of gameplay, so this is like several months in the future that uh, I will get to set. Fair, fair, fair. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, as always, you can visit us at videogameapocalypse.com. And follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Uh, and if you do, you'll get notifications as soon as our shows go live, because that's always the first thing I do when I put a show to bed is I tweet about it, even if it's three in the morning, West Coast time. Uh, 
But but uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Wikiparas, W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z, and I will occasionally tweet jokes or uh, harrowing things about how my car got stuck in an in-and-out drive-in uh, and, and completely <laughs> died and broke down and got stuck in park. And Good. three That's guys jumped in, no out. <laughs> yeah, no, in, no out. <laughs> Didn't even know that was on the secret menu, Michael. Jesus. (laughs) That's so much better than any jokes I came up with. God damn it. (laughs) Like my burger sloth style, where I eat it here until my car starts. Right. Uh, Oh, boy. All right. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. called a bob sweep and it was i got it for christmas but like uh, i had to tell my girlfriend yeah you need to if the cat has taken a shit anywhere and that's not the litter box the bob sweep won't recognize that and roll over it and then drag it throughout the house in all of the diagrams which it did and it was like the whole house <laughs> including now like it just like, oh, god. like good god i it's still feel diagrams like diagrams that made me laugh because i think it's like the way those do it <laughs> I just imagine signs, but it's cat shit on the floor. <laughs> it's trying little diagrams, little, little runes of cat God. shit. Little that. shit fractals all over Chris's carpet. <laughs>